Hello, everybody. I'm Matt. And I'm Maggie. And we are... Hopefully awesome. That's right. A positive place on the internet where we nerd out about all the geeky things we love. And today's geeky thing includes uh, the DC Universe. That's it, And y'all. that's it. That's this all, is a, folks. This is a folks. special episode of the Hopefully Awesome Show. Each week, we usually recap all of the coolest and funnest, nerdiest news from the past week. Uh, but this week, we, we had a huge uh, just dump of DC news from James Gunn and Peter Safford. So we have decided instead of trying to, you know, fit other stuff and make a four hour episode, we're just going to focus solely on this. So if this is your first time joining us, welcome. We hope you enjoyed this. Be sure and come back next week when we'll talk about other things. And we had a whole, whole bit in here about Tron 3, but it's, you know, it's got skipped over. Yeah, we'll talk about it next week. We can probably talk about Better Call Saul next week. And we can talk about Meg, or Megan, Megan, Megan you know, Megan. and the shotgun wedding. <laughs> we got plenty of stuff we're going to talk about next week, all right? You're definitely going to want to come out. Matt's birthday. Oh, yeah. But, you know, before we talk about all that, we need to talk about this, because it's time for the news. Good news, everyone. Main topic. Only topic. Only topic. <laughs> Uh, Our Lord and Savior, James (laughs) Gunn. (laughs) Oh, my God. (laughs) Dressed like a bat. I can dig it. Um, (laughs) Here we go. So there was a video released. uh, Yeah, the the Tuesday, the 31st. Yeah, gotcha. And it just happened recently. And so... I guess there was a few things that happened when it comes to the DC stuff. There was there was actually a press conference on Monday, mm-hmm. but all this stuff from that didn't get released until the video went live gotcha. on Tuesday. Uh, so I've got a lot of threads that I've tried to interweave into this basket Jesus of DC news. Okay. Okay. So there, like, I had to like jump over to some places, stitch this in here, so you, cut yeah. this out, all that much stuff. So you had to break out the encyclopedias. The Encyclopedia Brown? And th- thesaurus. Maggie, thesauruses are extinct for millions of years. You know what a thesaurus is, you... <laughs> Via Variety, uh, James Gunn and Peter Safran announced DCU Chapter 1, Gods and Monsters. Uh, now, before we go any further, <laughs> we're already taking a stop here. There was a movie. There was oh, a, Gods and Monsters, wasn't uh, it? No, no. no, 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 no there, there was Egypt. Uh, God, m- gods and something. Gods and it wasn't Monsters. Gods and some. I know what you're talking about, though. Uh, yeah, because it wasn't, it wasn't Christian Bell Moses. <laughs> wasn't that? Wasn't that I, him? I don't know. <laughs> Christian Bell's Batman, Matt. He can't be Moses. Gods of Egypt. Gods of Egypt. That's what it was. Uh, again, this is not what I'm talking about. Okay. But I just want to make sure everybody remembers that movie. Okay. Uh, no, there was a uh, Justice League. Justice mm. League. God's oh yeah, monsters. yeah, yeah. Uh, it was a 2015 film, animated. Uh, yeah, it, animated. This is, this is that right there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So everybody, just so it you looks can see what we're talking. Terrifying. About. The guy with the red eyes. It was a. I want to say this was. Yeah, this was an original film. Mm. They got Bruce Timm to make this. Ooh. And uh, so it, it's the Trinity, right? It's uh, yeah. Superman, Wonder Woman, mm. and Batman. Mm. Uh, Superman is Zod. <laughs> 
Batman is a vampire. Now, I don't know if he's man-bat or if, if there's another, uh, another vampire. Uh, and then Wonder Woman was uh, like a bad Wonder Woman. I don't know. Oh, she I think it was uh, somebody from uh, Apocalypse. Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, like yeah, Like one yeah. of those. That would make sense. Yeah. And granny I wa- goodness. <laughs> it was not granny goodness, though. I would have loved that. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I watched it. It wasn't good. <laughs> so the fact that this is called boom, Gods boom, and boom, Monsters, boom, I'll just be honest. Boom. The first time I heard him say that, yeah. I was already in a in a state of like, yeah, oh, you, shit. You, yeah, he, he went, oh, no. Well, because like, here's the thing. All right. I love DC Comics. Okay, yeah. I'm a DC Comics person. I'm wearing a shirt right now that says Batman v Superman was a good movie. And is that to support kind of funny? Yeah. But I also thought Batman v Superman was a good <laughs> movie. Um, and so, like, I, I'm not super into the, the dark side of the DCU, okay? Not like uh, me. I mean, Constantine's cool. I love you know and yes Zatanna, right? <laughs> yeah. uh, but wait, what was you about to say? Because <laughs> Keanu really Reeves, <laughs> I remember them talking about doing another Constantine film. They, they are, they're finally uh, doing. It. They're they are doing. Yeah, it. they officially doing. They got well, the they got the go ahead we'll from the big week. wigs. No, we'll, we'll talk about it next. No, week. they didn't. <laughs> <laughs> they did. They, I think they got permission before James Gunn and them came back. Oh, okay. Uh, well, anyway, it doesn't matter. Good. Um, but I'm just not huge into the monster stuff. Yeah, like there's gotcha. like Ed- Etragon, the demon who only talks in riddles. Oh yeah, yeah. And uh, uh, well, I mean, of course, Swamp Thing. Swamp which Thing. Which the more I find out about Swamp Thing, the more he's I like pretty. Him. He's like, pretty he's, rad. Yeah, he's I mean, a good guy. I'm a more of a man thing kind of guy. I know more than Swamp Thing. You know, man you know what I mean. Man, <laughs> man versus Swamp. I'm gonna go <laughs> man every time. <laughs> you know what I'm saying. So you'd rather do this is gonna be five hours long. <laughs> you'd rather go with a a man thing. Yes. <laughs> Cause then I know at least what to, what I'm expecting. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Uh hey, nothing wrong with it. Thank you. Nothing wrong with it. Alright. All right, in the swamp. Remember Lana fell in a swamp one time. I digress. Okay, um, we need to get going. But you know, there's just all that kind of that Frankenstein. I think was somebody at one point. Hmm. Maybe. Uh. I, Helsing. I robot no. or zombie? Or no, 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 no. I uh, <laughs> vampire. That's what it was. Yeah. It, when when awful. the new fifty two launched, it was a whole thing. Uh. Um. Anyway, so the fact that and monsters is playing a large part in just the title <laughs> <laughs> was already like. I don't know, guys. Uh, James Gunn, let's hear how freaking weird this is uh, going to get. I'm down for whatever's about to happen. It can't be worse than what we've been getting. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, next part of the story. <laughs> wow. We've only read one sentence. Uh, three months after James Gunn and Peter Safran officially started running the newly created DC Studios with Warner Brothers, mm-hmm. uh, Warner Brothers Discovery, sorry. The co-chiefs have announced the first name 10 ever. films and TV titles within the rebooted DC universe. Quote, <laughs> DC Studios is unprecedented, Saffron said. It is a standalone production entity and studio. It is the first time ever that everything DC-related, film, television, live action, animation, gaming, 
is all centralized under one creative vision, that of James and myself. What does he mean by, when he says film, television, live action? What is it? He's repeating himself. Well, I like, think what he's is live action? What, what else could that be? Plays. Like a stage show? <laughs> <laughs> Plays. <laughs> Musicals. So wait, wait, wait. You're Musicals. telling me when goddamn Batman on Ice comes to Freedom Hall yes. that James Gunn had his hands in that? <laughs> yes. Make it happen. The Bat Capades. Do it. <laughs> Do it. I mean, Do it. I mean, it'd have to be about Mr. Freeze, right? I mean, obviously. Uh, obviously. And what also, should be about like Poison Ivy or some shit? No, no, it has to be about Dr. Freeze and they have to do the bat dance in it. Mr. Freeze. Well, sorry, Mr. Freeze, sorry. He didn't get his doctorate yet. <laughs> How dare you, He freeze. should be a doctor, though. He right? should be a doctor. I always thought he was a doctor because of all the research he's doing for his wife. Yeah, I mean, he's a scientist, but yeah. he's, he's just Mr. Freeze. Anyways, anyway. we digress. Um, so, to build the overarching story for the DCU, Gunn brought together a writer's room of Drew Goddard, mm-hmm. who wrote Cloverfield, mm-hmm. and Cabin in the Woods, and many, many other things. I think he actually directed Cabin in the Woods also. Uh, but he, he wrote The Martian. That's what they've plugged uh, in here for this of freaking course. story. Yeah. Jeremy Slater, who worked on Moon Knight. Mm-hmm. Christina Hobson, who worked on The Flash and Batgirl, and I, I'm assuming that's the show The Flash, because it's The Flash. It's not yeah. Flashpoint. Or wait, is The Flash still called Flashpoint, or is it called The Flash? I don't know. <laughs> anyway, it doesn't matter. Flashy Flash Flash. Uh, Crystal Henry, who worked on The Watchmen. Mm-hmm. I'm assuming yeah. the show. I think that's that's what they're hitting for. And comics writer Tom King. Heck yeah. Worked Brent, on a Our Batman. boy. That's right. Tom King is fantastic. If you haven't read fantastic. his Batman run, just go, so stop good. watching us right now and go read it. It's go just it. so GD good. <laughs> okay. It's just fantastic. Uh, and he also did Mr. Miracle and a few other. Oh, yeah. he did uh, uh, that Crosses book. Um, Identity Crosses. That one was crazy. Yeah, really? that one was crazy. I loved reading that one. Was it? No, wait. It wasn't Identity Crosses. It was Heroes and Crosses. Identity Crosses is a different one. You've read Heroes and Crosses. Heroes and Crosses is the one where they're talking to the cameras. Oh, yeah. yeah they're yeah, in like, yeah, the yeah, safe yeah. house yes, or whatever. Yeah. Yes. Uh, yeah. Identity Crosses was back before Final Crosses. Gotcha. Yeah, a while ago. Gotcha, gotcha. Anywho, um... Gunn indicated that at least some of these writers would continue working on DCU projects. Quote, we sat down in a room for a few days and we started to bash out what the basic overall plan would be, Gunn said. Not so much uh, that it ties your wrists, but enough that we know what the basic story is, where we're going, and it's something that we'll continue to do. All in, the slate that co-leads, that the co-leads announced on Monday will run through the year 2027. So we got four years, 10 movies and shows. <clears throat> so that's where we're at so far. The first one we're going to touch on right now announced was Superman Legacy. That is the title uh, of the James Gunn written Superman movie. Uh, Set to open on July 11th, 2025, so we're only two years away from this, uh, Superman Legacy will mark the start of the DCU, as Saffron put it, but it will not be an origin story of the proverbial Man of Steel. 
Uh, it focuses on Superman balancing his Kryptonian heritage with the with his human upbringing. Saffron said, "He is the embodiment of truth, justice in the American way. He is kindness in a world that thinks of kindness as old fashioned." I'm already loving everything they're saying. Yes. I'm gonna be honest right now. This sounds phenomenal. <laughs> Uh, Gunn is writing the project, and Saffron said he hopes Gunn can be persuaded, perhaps, to direct as well. Gunn, sitting right next to Saffron, remained uncharacteristically poker-faced in response. James Gunn says that they didn't fire Henry Cavill. Henry was never cast. For me, it's about who do I want to cast as Superman, and who do the filmmakers we have want to cast. And for me, for this story, it isn't Henry. Warner Brothers Discovery CEO David Zaslov made no secret that rebooting Superman was a top priority for the company as he spent much of 2022 searching for the right leaders of the DC studios. So it's little surprise Gunn and Saffron are turning to the most recognizable superhero in the world to lead the charge for the DCU. Superman is for everyone, Gunn said. That's a four-quadrant film that should speak to everyone in the world. That's it for Superman Legacy. Let's let's discuss. Makes sense. No, no, absolutely. Makes I mean, sense. He's the most, well, one of the most recognizable superheroes around. I mean, here's the thing, though. I would say was one of the most recognizable, yeah. unfortunately. You know, not through any fault of the character of Superman. But, I mean, you know, you look at, you know, especially all the Marvel stuff now. Yeah, that's true. But, I mean, Superman... Has stood the test of time for 80 plus years, yes. you know, uh, so I have no doubt that, that they'll be able to knock this out. I love the fact that they're, that he's saying that, uh, you know, kindness, mm-hmm. like when they're given the elevator pitch for this, they specifically use the word kindness. I feel like that's great. Yes. You know, like you want that in there. Um, <clears throat> I also thought it was interesting that it said, uh, this will mark the start of the DCU. So as we go through this, we're going to see a few more, um, few things that they talk about of dates and stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, so this is not the first thing being released under the new regime. Um, I mean, obviously they've got the four films and we, we, we'll touch on that here in a minute. Mm-hmm. Um, but as far as like actually from start to finish under their control, yeah. this isn't the first one. Um, and so it's just interesting that they're saying that this will mark the start of the DCU. So I wonder yeah. if they're, if they're looking at it like, you know, um, like these other things are like, are there, but like, this is really going to be like the, the center piece, I guess, to really bring in all of the new DCU stuff. Like, do they mean from like a universal standpoint? I think it's just going to lay the groundwork for, you know, whoever's going to be the central baddie, you know? Oh, uh, so you th- yeah. you think it'll be like that far? Yeah, well, like, I mean, sort of, you know, or uh, one of the baddie, big baddies, I don't know what to say. Like uh, Dark managers. Side or something? <laughs> the Assistant big bads. managers. The big bads. Yeah, the big bads. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The bosses. Yeah. The bo- yeah. yeah. Assistant managers. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> I mean, honestly, that makes sense. And I, I, I guess, like... I don't know, uh, especially with stuff that they say later on in this, and maybe it'd be best to just start reading the rest yes. of it, but uh, when they say stuff later on about um, not wanting to be like Marvel, they don't specifically yeah. call that out. Um, 
but you know, kind of tiptoeing around that. It's just, it's interesting that they're saying this is the start of the DCU. Yeah. And I don't know, again, phrasing it as the DCU, you know, I think that means like this is the start of our universe. Yeah. And not necessarily like the production studio. Gotcha. Does that make sense? Am I, I making think, sense right now? I think you are. <laughs> I think you are. Let me know in the comments. Uh, Does Matt make sense? Does that make sense? I need to know. Because <laughs> if I'm not, then I need to fix something. <laughs> um, but speaking of fixing something, let's fix this word from our sponsors. This episode is brought to you by patreon.com slash hopefully awesome. That's right. At the $5 tier, you can have access to every episode we make ad free and have your name listed in the credits of every video. At $10, you'll be able to get access to our all new exclusive shows right here on patreon.com slash hopefully awesome. Those include Hopefully Weekly, a weekly show where Maggie and I catch up on all the things that's happened over the past week, both in our life and in the world around us. Family Game Night, a weekly show where Maggie and I will play a variety of board games from blockbuster party game all the way to Fast and the Furious heist game, whatever that is. How a heist. <laughs> the hopefully awesome movie commentary that we'll do once a month where Maggie and I will watch one of our favorite films and then record us talking about it over it. Kind of like a mix between Mystery Science Theater 3000 and, uh, you know, just us goofing off and talking about nothing related to the film. And lastly, Matt plus Maggie. This is our monthly show where Maggie and I talk about our relationship. I don't think we'll be giving any advice, but hey... Tune in. It'll be fun. And if you want to go above and beyond at the $25 level, not only do you get everything that we've just talked about, but you also get a verbal shout out as our Patreon producer of the entire month. All this and more. So sign up at patreon.com slash hopefully awesome today. Thank you for that word, Matt and Maggie. We will be sure and do those things. Uh, but now let's get back to the story. So... Uh, the next property, uh, again, we're going to talk uh, about all the movies first, and then we'll talk about the shows. Uh, so the next movie that they talked about was called The Authority. Uh, so this says, from global fame to relative obscurity, Superman Legacy will lead directly into The Authority, an ensemble movie about superhumans who have a less than idealistic approach to saving the world. The boys. The boys. Gunn spoke at some length about The Authority, a project he said he's really excited to bring to life. The characters come from Wildstorm, which was launched in 1992 as an independent entity under current DC Comics chief Jim Lee, uh, and ultimately made an imprint of DC. The Wildstorm characters were later folded into the main DC Comics universe when the company rebooted its continuity within the New 52 initiative in 2011. Gunn said he and Saffron intend to do the same with Wildstorm characters in the DCU. Hmm. There's more to it, but was you about to say something? No, no, it's just, uh, um, it's just, it's just interesting. Yeah, that's all. That's all. <laughs> that's all. Did you know that that's how Jim Lee got to be part of the? Because he was part of that. Yeah, like basically, they almost, essentially, they merged. Yeah, kind of like when Pixar, yeah, uh, was bought out by Disney. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, then yeah. Uh, John Lasseter became like the head of Disney Animation. Mm -hmm. Yeah, the same similar same, situation. Yeah, okay, okay. Is Jim Lee still working for DC? Uh, under current DC Comics chief Jim Lee, yeah, okay, I believe well, so. I think the other guy, Dan Didito, I think yeah, he's the one that left. He's the one that left. Yeah, yeah I think. He's... I was afraid Jim Lee left. I was like, God, man, <laughs> oh, he's such a good artist. He is. He's fantastic. Oh, I love him. 
Um, as a comic, the authority was created by Warren Ellis and Brian Hitch as an ends justify the means superhero team, an approach that appealed to Gunn and Saffron's desire to diversify the storytelling within the DCU. Okay. It isn't just a story of heroes and villains, and not every movie and TV show is going to be about good guys versus bad guys, Gunn said. There are people that are very questionable, like the authority, who basically believe that you can't fix the world in an easy manner, and they take things into their own hands. The boys. The boys. <laughs> the boys. I mean, here's the thing. I'm sure the boys came out later than the authority when it was created. But we've always. been watching the boys. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, there's there's worse things to take inspiration from. <laughs> you know, like, yeah. I'd much rather them do that. Yeah. Um, let's see. Added Saffron. They're kind of like Jack Nicholson in A Few Good Men. They know that you want them on the wall, or at least they believe that. Yeah. Ah, okay, I see what he said. Sorry, I, I butchered that quote. <laughs> uh, Gunn said the film is being written now, but he declined to say who was the screenwriter. Mm. Uh, so, yeah, very interesting second... Yeah announcement like you start with superman and then we go to the authority just a very and everybody's like what the is the yeah i mean not not your you know number number one you know not even an a a tier no you know what i mean but that's that's him though yeah he goes for the ones that are underdogs he loves that i mean one thing i you know I, i know that they're not trying to compare themselves to marvel no but i think it's it's definitely interesting seeing their take how it differs Yes. And, you know, when we hear about phase one, you know, of Marvel, it was Iron Man, Man. Thor, Captain America, the Hulk, and Avengers. Yeah. You know, yeah. obviously Iron Man 2 was in there. Yeah. Um, and, you know, like, you knew those names. Yes. You know? But these, no. Yeah. Like, they're like, you know what? Here we go. We're going to do the authority, right? And it's just an, just an interesting I mean, that's how idea. I felt about the Guardians of the Galaxy. I yeah. had no clue what they were. Yeah. No, that's true. Anything. So, he... And I guess Peter Saffron, too, also loves those underdogs. Yeah. Well, he, he worked with him on, uh, I think, on a lot of stuff. But at the very least, he worked with him on uh, uh, Suicide Squad. Yeah. And, I mean, that, of course. I mean, look at Peacemaker. Jeez, probably Peacemaker. One of the best DC properties we've had in the past, like, yeah. six years. Uh, one of the Suicide only Suicide Squad is <laughs> good. The yeah. Suicide Squad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I love the Suicide Squad. Yeah. Um, I mean, honestly, both of those are just phenomenal. Yes. Um. Anyway, uh, anything else you want to say about that before I go to the next Mm -hmm. one? All right. The next movie they announced was The Brave and the Bold, along with introducing the DCU's version of Batman, who will exist separately from the version played by Robert Pattinson in the Batman movies. The Brave and the Bold will introduce the Bat family, Gunn said. Yes. First among them is Robin, who is returning fully to live action movies for the first time since 1997's ill-fated feature Batman and Robin. It's crazy. This version of Robin is Damian Wayne. Guy described him as time, our y'all. favorite Robin, a little son of a bitch, <laughs> an assassin, and a murderer. Damian is Bruce Wayne's biological son, a fact unknown to Wayne for the first eight to ten years of Damian's life. It's a very strange sort of father-son story about the two of them, Gunn said. The project is based on the run of Batman comics authored by Grant Morrison. <laughs> who Gunn said was exceptionally influential on the DCU. <laughs> the other comics writer Gunn mentioned by name was Tom King, yeah. who participated in the DCU writer's room and leads right into the next feature project, yes. which we will pause before we go into that. Hello, Damian Wayne. Oh my God, I'm yes. so freaking excited for this. I mean, here's the thing. Damian Wayne, 
like makes the most sense as a Robin. Yes. You know, like yes. there's always been that like, well, how do we work Batman into working with a, a teenager? Yeah. Like, how do we work that into a story? You yeah. Know? And most of the time, I mean, it, it works in comics. Don't get me wrong. And even in the animated stuff, it works. Yes. But like live action, it is. It's it's hard. It's odd. It, yes. it can get odd, you know, and usually they just age them up to, yeah. you know, 18, 19 or whatever. But like, why would Val Kilmer adopt Chris O'Donnell? Like Chris yeah. O'Donnell's a man, you know. <laughs> he doesn't yeah, need to a be grown a man that loves <laughs> motorcycles. <laughs> like, hello. Yeah. So <laughs> I think making Batman and Robin father and son, I think, makes a lot more sense. Yes. Um, it's going to be easier for audiences that are not familiar with that. Yeah, for sure. To really handle that better. And I mean, there's so much stuff in this that they can, you know, pull from <laughs> the collective knowledge of Batman. Like the yes. fact that Damien's mom is Talia, Talia al Ghul. Yeah. I mean, anybody that watched, you know, the Dark Knight movies will know mm. like, oh yeah, Ra's al Ghul. So this is Ra's al Ghul's grandson. grandson. <laughs> um, Fun times. And like the fact that he was raised by them. And so that makes him an assassin and stuff. Yes. So you're kind of circumventing you know, why would Batman take his, yeah. his 10 year old son out to fight criminals <laughs> kind of circumventing that because he's already a train. He's assassin. already done it. Yeah. Um, also, hello, bat family. Yeah. Yeah. F yes. Absolutely. Absolutely. <sighs> this is great. It's so fantastic. I love it. Yeah. I mean, honestly, uh, going with the brave and the bold. Yes. As the title is such an interesting take, <laughs> you know, like we was talking a little bit about it yesterday, how, like the brave and the bold for for some i mean it's not every it's a no. title that's been reused a lot yes but a lot of the versions of the brave and the bold are about team ups yes obviously the Bra the batman brave and the bold well, the cartoon, cartoon yeah, yeah was all about him teaming up with other people uh there was a brave and the bold run of comics during the new 52 that was just straight up just two people yeah you know team up for whatever yeah like one was hal jordan and uh barry, barry allen, allen. Uh, another one was uh, Babs and uh, Dick Grayson. So, I mean, like, you know, it was, and they were just very standalone stories. You yes. Know? So, it's interesting that they're going with Brave and the Bold to title their Batman movie. Yeah. You know. And I, I think it, it. I think it speaks to what they're wanting Batman to be in this. Like, it's not, he's not the specific focus. Like, it's about the whole. The whole, yeah. And I mean, honestly, that's that's smart because you already have the Batman yeah. going. Like you don't necessarily need another centered Batman story. Yeah, that's you know? uh, and that's why I liked. Uh, oh, I've talked about this a gazillion times. The Batgirl, Batwoman, Catwoman, New Fifty Twos. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because they were all like in the same universe. Yeah. thank God. And. <laughs> But they all somehow, at some point, either met up with each other. I know Babs met up with Bruce a lot, yeah. or uh, Dick. Yeah. And then Catwoman, of course, would run into Batman. Batwoman ran into Babs and Catwoman <laughs> in her run, I believe. Well, and they would do the the big, like, family crossover. Yes. You know, like, Knot of the Owls. Yeah, yeah, had, yeah. Like, Which every oh book God, so had all good. that. Yeah. But, like... Just thinking about Brave and the Bold, and if we're getting Bat Family stuff, I mean, that could happen, and I that mean, makes me so happy. Dude, getting uh, Nightwing alone would be fantastic. Yeah. But think about it, if we got like Red Hood, yeah, that's those things, or even Jason Red Tom. Robin, yeah, you know, Tim yeah. Drake fucking yeah. around, like I would die for that. I would love that. 
Uh, especially if they could dig into like the the Stephanie Brown mm. Batgirl stuff. I know they're not. I know they're not going to do any of that. And she'd probably just be spoilers. She wouldn't yeah. be Batgirl. And I, I get it. I, I get it. But I really loved that run. I mean, specifically the one that he's talking about here. Um, about the, uh, where's that? Grant Morrison's run on uh, Batman and Robin. Yeah. Now that came out of, uh, I don't know how much you know about this. Mm-mm. So Final Crisis, of course. Yeah. Grant Morrison's. <laughs> epic or whatever his baby um, Batman dies at the end of it right and there was also in the Bat books he also died in the <laughs> I don't it was confusing all right it was, it was a very confusing thing but this is pre-52 okay? okay this is around the same time as like Blackest Night was going on okay. um and it turned out Batman was actually stuck in time Booster Gold had to go save him it was the whole thing <laughs> um but uh so while Batman was gone Dick Grayson took over as Batman, Batman and Robin was Damien. So before that, Batman and Robin was Bruce and uh, uh, Tim Drake. And so Tim Drake was like, <laughs> uh, Nightwing kicked Tim Drake out of being Robin uh, <laughs> because he wanted to, to take care of Damien. Mm-hmm. And so the way to do that was to make him his Robin. So the whole run of this Batman and Robin run that he's talking about is Dick Grayson as Batman. Yeah, oh, and wow. so that spun out into the uh, Red Robin Tim Drake series. Gotcha. And his his girlfriend who had died, but it turned out she wasn't dead. Ah, <laughs> uh, uh. she's the one that becomes <laughs> Batgirl, and that's Stephanie Brown. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's the blonde one. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, and her book was written by one of the Smallville writers. Yeah. That's why I think I really enjoyed that book. And so, like, all of that was going on. Uh, and I loved it. That yeah. whole that whole little bit. Like I have the first several issues of that run, and like that's when the the pig guy, like with the meat cleaver, uh, he like I'm trying to think of his name. Like, he looks like a butcher. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know? uh, I forget what his name is, but like that's when he was <laughs> the butcher. And uh, Red Hood uh, mm. was popping in that. And I was like, uh, what the hell? Who? What? What is? Great. What is going on? I don't understand any of this. <laughs> And then they were like, hey, we're, here's the new 52. And I was like, well, fuck, I guess it doesn't matter. Um, <sighs> so anyway, so good. all of that to say, like, at that time, that's specifically what was going on. Okay. I obviously don't think that Dick Grayson's going to be Batman. God. I don't think that's going to be the case. Because <laughs> they talk about it being his flesh and blood son. Yes. So, I mean, they're not obviously no. going to do that. No, they're not. It's... I think that'd be more confusing for people to yeah. understand. I mean, except for own, comic book nerds, if they could get to that point, you know, that'd be great. And like, I think especially having the Batman going on right now, choosing to do a fatherly Batman, yeah. at the very least, he'll be a little bit older, so that he can have a ten-year-old. Yeah. Um, I think that that makes a lot of sense as a way to, yeah. to separate these two <laughs> from from being like a very similar story. Yes. Um, but at the same time, you know, you kill off Bruce Wayne at the end and yeah. Dick Grayson Dick becomes Grayson Batman. Yeah. I mean, that'd be pretty freaking I mean, sick, you know? Uh, man, there's so much they could do. <laughs> I gotta say, Red Robin, the original Red Robin outfit, I really love. Yeah. When they did New 52, they gave him feathers. Uh, I hated that shit. I think I know. Stupid. I think I know what you're talking yeah. about because I remember seeing the and the Superboy wasn't even Connor. It was like some others. St- anyway, <laughs> I'm moving on. I'm moving uh, on. Uh, now my thought came back to me. Yes, it'll just be nice to know that we're not getting now. Don't get me wrong. I love Robert Pattinson. Batman. Rob Bat Batten Batterson. I love Matt Reeves as Batman. Yes. The Batman. Don't get me wrong. Cloverfield's Matt Reeves. Yes, Cloverfield's 
beloved Matt Reeves. <laughs> All I'm saying is it's going to be nice to see Batman engaged with a younger person that <laughs> that it's it's just not going to be oh woe is me you know yeah I mean there'll probably still be a little I know uh, but like you know I get what you're saying though like he it's a different role yeah that we've not seen him in yes and more than likely will lead to him not being as depressed yeah you know because we always just seem sulking yeah you know you know brooding oh. Yeah. Right. I'm sure there will still be some. Oh, I'm going to kill Superman. Martha. <laughs> <laughs> the Martha. It's a good movie. It's it is a good movie. It's a good movie. It's a good movie. Um, <laughs> Do we still stand by that? Uh, you know, we'll see. <laughs> I mean, now the universe is dead. I don't know. You know, we'll, we'll figure we'll it out. We'll figure it out. But right. yeah, I'm definitely, definitely excited for this for sure. Me too. Um, and also, sorry, the fact that he name dropped Tom King's run. Yes. Of course, we all know. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm just going to throw this out there. Do it. Spoiler alert for Tom King's Batman run. Okay. If you don't want to know anything. Just skip I'm ahead. Not, I'm not going to get into the gritty details, but I'm, I'm going to spe- specifically going to talk about one big piece of the whole arc. Okay. Are we ready? Ready. All right. So in Tom King's run, Batman and Catwoman get married. <gasps> what? <laughs> and she, no. she gets pregnant <gasps> with their daughter, Helen, Helena Wayne, mm. who becomes, uh, what's her name? I can't think of her name now. Oh. You know who I'm talking about. She's in the Birds of Prey. Anyway. Uh <sighs> But anyway, that that oh, whole run is so good. And like seeing Batman try to find love, like and actually have a piece of existence yeah. beyond Gotham. Uh, it's just so good. Huntress? I think it's Huntress, but I'm 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 making sure. Yeah, you're good. Um it's just so good. It's it's fantastic. What? Come on, y'all. Is it type in Helena Wayne? Helena Wayne, okay. Uh super hero this should pop up something yes huntress huntress yeah now in the new 52 uh huntress and supergirl uh came over from earth too and uh uh she couldn't tell him like who she was that she was uh, like his daughter yeah uh and supergirl that's when she became power woman or power girl girl yeah 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 Um, yeah that's the one with the really weird outfit isn't it the boob window yeah the boob window yeah yeah. i mean i wouldn't say it's weird (laughs) you used to say it made you uncomfortable no i mean listen maybe i was just saying that to you (laughs) but anyway so i love all of that I love his stuff. There's uh, a big story plot point that that involves the Flash yeah. uh, from Flashpoint. I'm not going to give in to the details of that. Yeah. I don't think that that'll play a part here. I would be surprised if they really <laughs> leaned into that. I just, I don't know. I feel like that's way more complicated <laughs> than it needs to be. Uh, and you know what I'm talking about. Yeah. Right. With the guy. Yes. Yeah. I'm sorry. Like, there's no way they're going to do that. No, no, no. Yeah. It would be way too complicated. Uh, anyway. So, yeah. Very excited. Yes. Very excited for that. So now, yes. next movie, Supergirl, Woman of Tomorrow. Yeah. Based on Tom King's comics run of the same title from 2021 and 2022. This is a very recent book. I'm pretty sure the last issue just came out like a month ago. Oh, God. Uh, Woman of Tomorrow features Superman's cousin, Kara Zor-El, mm. 
who, as Gunn explained, is a very different type of Supergirl. We see the difference between Superman, who was sent to Earth and raised by loving parents from the time he was an infant, versus Supergirl, who was raised on a rock chip off of... Wait, what? On a rock chip off of Krypton and watched everyone around her die and be killed in terrible ways for the first 14 years of her life. I've actually not read this. I need to read this. I may, sounds good. Uh, I may okay. just go buy it like immediately after this episode. <laughs> uh, Gunn called this Supergirl much more hardcore, though King's series also involves... I didn't read this part. It also involves Crypto the Superdog. Oh, my God. <laughs> Yay! I'm going to die. Do it. Do it. Bring dogs into the superhero verse. Do it. Somebody needs to stand up for Crypto's good name. All right. After that fucking piss poor trash movie we got. Ace. Ace deserves Do Ace better. Okay, I'm wearing Batman Beyond. Maybe Damien gets a gets a a, a dog, a, a dog, and that could be Ace. Hello, yeah. Batman Beyond. Bruce Wayne has Ace. That's true. That's all I'm gonna say. <laughs> that was a travesty. It was not a good movie. Like I came this close to showing my kindergartners it, and then I was like, no, it was crap. It was definitely one of those times where I wanted to love it a lot more yeah. than I did. And so it's I tried so to convince crass. myself that it was good. And it's it's not good. Especially now. Now that Black Adam post credit scene is even <laughs> worse. <laughs> All right. All right. Uh, Enough crapping on the Obviously, <laughs> down with Supergirl. Uh, yeah. I love the fact that we're getting a Supergirl movie. Now, of course, there was uh, there's a Supergirl in the Flash movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have no idea if this is... I mean, that's a different universe. Uh like, I mean, not the Flash, but specifically the Supergirl in this is from yeah. a different timeline yeah. or whatever. Uh, so I don't know if it'll be the same one. I have no idea. Um, it may just be a completely new person. Um, yeah. But I love that we're getting that. Like, yeah. that they're not shying away from having two super characters. Yes. You know? Like, fuck, people can handle it. You know? Let's, let's yeah. get them uh, out there. Yeah. People, give me a Power Girl. Or whatever. So we're going to get the Bat Family stuff, and we're getting Super Family. Fuck yeah! About time. Hell yes! I mean, we about damn not, time. You know? And Liz's words: about damn time. Get Monel out here. <laughs> Ooh, which Monel? Give me Steel. What do you mean, Monel? What? What do you mean? Which <laughs> like, isn't that Soup's daddy? No, Jorel. Oh, Jorel. I was supposed to say. Yeah. Can we get uh, Monel? Isn't a Kryptonian. He's a Daxamite. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, I remember. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 I don't remember. No, no, no. Yeah. We- <laughs> 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 Didn't mean to deal with that headphones again. Who was it that played him in? Oh, uh, the... Uh, ah, Gladiator. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Russell Crowe. <laughs> Can we please bring him back? <laughs> I mean, we could. He was I mean, good. Why not, you know? Would you, would we want to see that? I don't know. <laughs> Do we want don't. a Jarrell movie? Well, I just meant just bring him back into the movies somehow, like talking to him and stuff. That's all oh, I was talking about. Okay. No, I don't want a Jarrell. I don't know if I want a Jarrell movie. Like that, he gets, that. it's just called the Phantom Zone. <laughs> He's just fighting people in the Phantom Zone. I mean, I'd watch it. It would be cool. <laughs> that actually doesn't sound too bad. <laughs> Not that we're, you know, just spitballing it, you know? <laughs> DC, uh, let's see, wait. Warner Brothers Discovery presents Warner Discovery. That's what presents DC's The Phantom Zone, <laughs> and it's a TV show, Matt. It's not a movie. Oh, okay, it's it's the Twilight. 
can it have Billy Zane's The Phantom in it? <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh Jesus. They're, we're going to destroy the universe before it even gets off the ground. Um, but yeah, I, I'm definitely obviously very excited. I love the, the Super family. Uh, I'm telling you right now, the day they announce Superboy... And it's Connor Kent. He'll die. I'll fucking die. He'll okay? he'll lose it. Oh my god! Don't even don't even get me started. All right. But if it is not Connell, I will lose it. Okay. If 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 we get Superboy and it's just like I don't know Jonathan or not Jonathan Kent but John Kent. Oh Superman, yeah. I know you're wrong. I'd still watch it. And yeah, like, that but would still be good. But Connor Connor's he cool. deserves it. He, he deserves a chance. Yeah. You know? Especially after in the 90s, they gave him a leather jacket. And, and so, all man, the Willis. shit they pulled on him in New 52. Like, I'm telling you, the Young Justice just nailed it. Yeah. You know? They did. I mean, come on. It, he's he's fantastic. He's so good. All mm-hmm. right. Anyway, uh, I don't think there's any other super family. I mean, obviously Steel, mm-hmm. uh, which, I mean, whatever. That'd be fun. Uh, Shaquille and Eradicator. Uh, you know, a Lex Luthor movie could yes. happen. Uh, I mean, you know, I'd watch it as long as it's not Jesse Eisenberg. Michael Rosenbaum. It could be. I mean, they are very good friends. Yeah. You know. I mean, he did comment. Michael Rosenbaum did on his tweet. I, mean, I, I, I could see more of a, a Smallville like animated series happening more than more than like a. Uh, Michael Rosenbaum's Lex Luthor movie. Okay, like I would, it, it could happen, but I don't know. You got an eyelash. Sorry, I would pay top dollar to see that movie. Well, you wouldn't be able to see it for another four years <laughs> because we got to finish Smallville first. We're only watching one episode a week, so we got a little bit to go. Oh uh, no, we do. Um. Anyway, Lexi definitely, Poo. definitely excited for Super Family. Yeah. All right. The last movie that they announced is called. Swamp Thing. Uh. That's right. So easily the most extreme example of Gunn and Saffron's conviction to to diversify. I thought it said dissatisfy. Dissatisfy <laughs> all fans around the world. <laughs> to diversify the DCU, Swamp Thing will investigate the dark origins of Swamp Thing. <laughs> Saffron said, <laughs> uh, through the prism of horror. By way of explaining further, Gunn referenced the initial reactions to the Guardians of the Galaxy joining the Marvel Cinematic Universe and initial questions about how Rocket Raccoon would work standing next to Thor. The mashup quality wound up being one of the highlights of Avengers Infinity War and Endgame, Gunn Mm -hmm. argued. Gunn said they're one-upping the approach with Swamp Thing. This is a much more horrific film, uh, but we'll still have Swamp Thing interact with the other characters, he added. Now, I got to say, there was, in the New 52, they, uh, I keep referencing that, um, but there was the hey, guy. It was a good run, man. Scott Snyder, I think was his name, and he wrote mm. Batman stuff, the, the Court of Owls and all that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He also did a run for Swamp Thing. Oh, okay. And <laughs> this guy at G2K uh, kept telling me, like begging me to just, order the first issue that i would love it <laughs> you'd and love I, it i was like i don't know man the swamp thing like i don't know <laughs> i'm not really into like magic and shit and he's like god damn it so he this guy working there bought it for me all right he was like i bought this for you Aww. read it and i read it and it was good <laughs> i didn't get any others yeah i mean you know i was on a budget i could only afford like five dollars uh, a week yeah. <laughs> you know uh, Forever great. Evil was just around the corner, you know? Um, 
So I mean, you know, it was it was really good though. And like uh, he like interacted with Superman, mm. and they like he had died. The guy that becomes Swamp Thing, yeah. Like he like, it's like he transforms into almost like the Hulk in yeah. the comic. I don't know. I mean, it's, I don't know all the ins and outs. Uh, it's uh, he he's a hard hard one to figure out. But like uh, he had died, and so him and Superman were talking about how they had both died. Died. Yeah. yeah. But then there like uh, the green. Is like the power, and it's like the power of the earth. Right? Yeah, yeah. Because uh, in, in, uh, in uh, the animated movie, uh, yeah, uh, just like dark. Yeah, the heat. They talk about him yeah. doing that. Well, in uh, the same <laughs> New Fifty Two in Earth Two, yeah, uh, Alan Scott, Green Lantern. Yeah, his power also comes from the green. Ah, yeah, and but he is the Green Lantern of that Earth because the yes. Green Lantern wasn't. Like a space Green Lantern in Earth Two, he was like a like a magic based one. He's the like the railroad guy. Ooh, I yeah. would have liked him. Yeah, you really, really magic magic based like superheroes all over them. In the reworking of him for the new Fifty Two, they yeah. they're like, oh, we'll just say it's he's part of the Green. Satana, yeah. I think Satana may have been a part of it. Maybe it was Zatara. Anyway, <laughs> uh, what do you think, Maggie? What do you think about Swamp Thing? I mean, I'm interested. I know a lot of people. I know. When they tried it years ago. Oh, the show? Yeah. On DC Universe? Yeah. (laughs) I know, like, when it was announced, a lot of people got super hyped about it. Yeah. And it was James Wan, I believe. I think it was his. uh, I think you're right. Aquaman, right? Yeah. Yeah. And The Conjuring and stuff. Yeah. Yeah, that was his. Yeah. And it got canceled. Yeah. Got shit canned. Yeah, because apparently it was pretty rough. I think. It's not good. I think so. I mean, Constantine got the boot also. That did. Even though that dude was really good. Yeah, that dude. Everybody loved that dude. I think they were saying they were were trying to get a crossover, but I mean, both shows got chicken. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, they wanted to do a crossover, but it, yeah. Why didn't Stephen Amell try and get Swamp Thing in on Crosses on Infinite Earths? You know, I mean, fuck it. He's he's just throwing everybody's names around. He's like, I don't know. I don't know. Let's do this. Jimmy Olsen from. Uh, not Jimmy Olsen, the other guy uh, from Batman. Oh yeah, the uh, reporter that yeah. works, works with Vicky. Yeah, he's like, I ah, see, we're tied to, <laughs> we're tied to eighty nine Batman movies. No, you're not, buddy. No. This is just the Shut reporter up. guy. Get out of here. <laughs> anyway, Arrow, what a universe that was. Uh, what a time to be alive. I'm not gonna say a good universe. I'm just gonna say what a universe. <laughs> you know, what a time to be alive. You know, it really was, Maggie. It was. All right. <laughs> Anything else you want to say about Swamp Thing? No, I, I mean I'm, I'm intrigued. Yeah, I mean I'm worth to get. I, I'm up thing. to give it a shot. Here's the thing, everybody. We're watching all of this. Yeah. I mean, it's not like we're gonna not. We're not watch picking it, and choosing because yeah. oh god, they didn't mention blah blah blah. You know? Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. yeah. If, we're believe not me, if I'm pricks. already, <laughs> already set through one Aquaman movie and one Black Adam movie, all right. I'm I'm committed at this point. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, we're all in, baby. That's right. You know, live, you ride together, die together. Bad boys for life. They also announced the bad boys for. We'll no. talk. We'll talk about that next. No, week. they did. Next week, come back no, for the they news. Didn't. They did. They, they did. did. Anyway, uh, next we're jumping into the television announcements. I think we'll have less to say about these. Uh, well, except for one. Except one, for I'm going to fucking go off, man. Holy fuck. All right. So the first one they announced 
Creature Commandos. Ooh. <laughs> this sounds like a, a kid's show. <laughs> well, this animated series ah. for HBO Max is the very first project greenlit by Saffron and Gunn, who has written every episode. <laughs> this show is already in production. The Creature Commando characters were first launched in 1980. The premise features... Ah, oh, God damn it. <sighs> What features? The premise features Frankenstein's monster teaming up with a werewolf, a vampire, and a gorgon to fight Nazis in World War II. Yes, let's do it. (laughs) It doesn't appear that Gunn's version takes quite the same approach. Weasel, one of the characters from Gunn's 2021 film, The Suicide Squad, which is his brother, is one of the commandos, (laughs) along with Rick Flagg's father, Rick Flagg Sr. Animation, Gunn said, allows their creative collaborators to tell stories that are gigantic but without spending, you know, $50 million an episode. Crucially, Gunn said that the actors cast to voice the characters on the show will also play the roles in live action later on in the DCU. That's interesting. That'll be very interesting. I kind of like that, though. Yeah, I mean, that's the way it should be. Yeah. You should cast with that in mind. Yeah. You know, they actually... Uh, DC has a history of this. Mm-hmm. Uh, Green Arrow, or the the Arrow, whatever yeah, the hell it's called. Uh, they had a, a CW <laughs> seed show. <laughs> They're like, oh my god, I haven't right? heard that in forever. Right, right? Uh, yes, it's called Vixen, and it was yeah, it was like a five episode thing, and then she actually comes on to the the real show, and the, it was the actress that played the voice. Nice. Of her. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, they, they do have a history of doing that sometimes. Yeah. Um, but it's great. It's great. I yeah. mean, you know, <laughs> just the fact that I was saying, like, I don't care about Frankenstein. <laughs> like, yeah. And yet this is like, this will have Frankenstein's mon- monster yeah. in it. It's yeah. like, God. All right. Uh, anything else you want to no, say? About no. Right. No. No. Next episode. Or next <laughs> show. Next episode. Waller. With Gunn teasing, uh, I'm sorry, with Gunn focused on Superman Legacy for the foreseeable future, season two of Peacemaker has been put on hold. Instead, Team Peacemaker will appear alongside Davis uh, as a continuation of the show, uh, Gunn said, which, spoiler alert for season one of Peacemaker, ended with Waller's daughter, Leota Adeboya, Daniel Brooks, outing Task Force X, a.k.a. the Suicide Squad, and Waller's role running it uh, running it to the world. Waller is set to take place between Peacemaker Season 1 and Season 2. Mm-hmm. Along with Crystal Henry, who was part of the DC writer room, writer's room, Waller will be executive produced by Jeremy Carver, who created the beloved DC series Doom Patrol, Aww. which was recently canceled by HBO Max. They are crushing it, Saffron said, of Henry and Carver's work on Waller. It's just the greatest show ever, Gunn said. Both Creature Commandos and Waller are expected to debut before Superman Legacy. Saffron called them the (laughs) apertif for the DCU. (laughs) A-P-E-R-I-T-I-F. Kind of like uh, an alcoholic drink taken before a meal to stimulate the appetite. <laughs> Good on you. All him. right. So, okay. I think that answers a little bit of our yes. question about Superman, you know, bringing it in. It's like issue zero, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. It's like the rebirth. 
you know, it's like Flashpoint. You didn't have to read Flashpoint to understand the new 52, but it no. was there. It was there. <laughs> it was there. It was there. Uh, with Etrigan the dragon. <laughs> yes. And the cricket. The cat, Cadenberry Cricket. <laughs> that was his name. <laughs> Seriously. Seriously, Maggie. Seriously. Seriously? Or uh, Bug? Jitterbug? Jitterbug. That's the name of the cell phone company for senior citizens. Jitterbug? <laughs> Wait, hang on. <laughs> Bug Superhero DC Comics. What is his name? His name is Ambush Bug. Ambush Bug. But there's, I'm pretty sure, Cad- Cadenberry Cricket. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's that's something. <laughs> Maybe. DC Comics. There we go. There we go. His name was Cadbury Cricket. Cadbury Eggs. Wait. <laughs> Cat Cadden Catterberry Cricket. Oh my god. C A N T E R B U R. Yeah. Cadbury Cricket. He looks scary. He was in Flashpoint. It looks like a Fortnite character. I mean, you're not wrong. You're not wrong. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, listen, I'm calling it right now. All right. Before the first <laughs> 10 years of this thing is done, we're going to, uh, Cadbury Cricket is going to be in something. Yeah. I don't yeah. know what. And he'll get squashed. I mean, maybe. You know, I mean, maybe he's going to be with that worm at the post credit scene of Shazam. <laughs> you remember that fucking worm? I know that's what <laughs> I was thinking about. I was like, is this the same situation as Shazam with the worm? God. <laughs> Oh my god. Oh Remember when they when they teased Black Adam at the end of that movie? Oh uh, yeah. <laughs> right. Moving on, the next series, which uh I'm just so yes, he is. excited about this. He lost his mind. Lanterns. Of all the TV series, Saffron and Gunn seemed most excited for Lanterns, which Saffron described as a huge HBO quality event that is very much in the vein of True Detective. Yes. The show will focus on two of the best known members of the Green Lantern Corps, Hal Jordan, the test pilot first played by uh, on screen by Ryan Reynolds in 2011. Give Green him Lantern, another chance. And John Stewart, an ex-Marine and one of DC's first black superheroes who investigate a mystery that Saffron said plays a really big role leading up into the main story that we're, tra- we're telling across our film and television. So this is a very important show for us, Saffron continued. The project is separate from a Green Lantern series that was being developed by Greg Berlanti for HBO Max, which is now no longer moving forward. Greg's vision was more of a space opera, Saffron said. Our vision vision is much more true detective, terrestrial-based investigation story. That's all. That's all we got. Uh, holy shitballs. Yeah. All right. Now, when they first showed this image, I got, I loved it, first off. But the poster, like, uh, uh, John Stewart had, like, yellow. yellow. Yeah. And I was very confused by that. Obviously, they were using a lot of art from a lot yeah. of different things. Like, the Superman art they used was from All-Star Superman which also written by Grant Morrison, but it will have no nothing, nothing to do with yeah. this. Excuse me. Um, so it was just interesting that that was what yeah. they were showing. But I love Green Lantern. Mm-hmm. All right. Mm-hmm. Uh, Green Lantern is what got me back into comics. I read like, I very briefly read comics uh, in the early mid nineties mm-hmm. when Superman died. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I got a few issues of Power Rangers 
<laughs> and Master Hatter number one because Power Rangers were on the cover. Yeah. Um, and then they they messed up the whole continuity. Like they were trying to say like the Zordon and and uh, the guy the his grandfather Master Rider's yeah. grandfather were like buddies in a bowling tournament or something. <laughs> uh, they didn't say any of that. But anyway, um. So that's pretty much that was a lot of my extent oh, of comics, okay. except for shows. Like I yeah. watched Spider-Man, the cartoon series, X-Men, all, Same all that. Same here. I watched Batman. Um, but then Blackest Night happened, yeah. And I got super, super into uh, into this, yeah. Because they started bringing back like Cyborg Superman, <laughs> uh, and like uh, Superboy from Earth Prime, which was yeah. a whole thing. Uh, and I had to go back and read Inf- Infinite Crisis and Crisis <laughs> on Infinite Earths and uh, the Sinestro Core Wars. Oh just my oh my god! And then when I found out about like the Blue Lanterns and yeah. stuff, like geez, it's so good. All right, that whole thing is is fantastic. Uh, this thing it's going to be like <laughs> like a True Detective. That's an interesting call. That's a very <laughs> that's a very interesting call on this. They are uh, detectives. They are detectives. Kind. I mean, they're, yeah, they're space cops. Yeah. Um. So I mean, I'm down. Yeah. It'll just be nice to see Green Lantern in something. You know, I mean, I love Green Lantern. Yeah. Uh, the fact that we got robbed out of John Stewart. Yeah. At the end of uh, Zack Snyder's Justice League is just a bunch of. It's crap. crap. You know, they're like, oh no, Always. he was Martian Manhunter the whole time. <laughs> And he knew Bruce Wayne's parents, apparently. Yeah. Uh, Like, I didn't read comics a whole lot until we started dating. Yeah. But I remember holding the issue of Batman where Bane breaks Bruce's back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because my brother had it. And he also had the death of Superman. Yeah. And I I remember flipping through it, and I was like, "What?" You know, everybody our age had hands on that at some point. Yes, you know, and he he kept them underneath his bed, like where nothing could happen to him. You know, that's like the most printed comic ever. I could see that, and like people were buying it because they were like, "Oh, this will be collectors." Yeah, it's like I'm pretty sure they had to dump a bunch next to the ET cartridges (laughs) in the (laughs) desert. Uh, no, I'm kidding. No, Um, but uh, I mean, wherever I mean, you started dating you. (laughs) There was like. A whole entire trip to Dollywood. You explained to me. <clears throat> this sounds like me, actually. <laughs> the entire plot. The. Well, the whole entire plot of Blackest Night and what each type of a lantern is, what color it means. And you never decided. <laughs> the fact that you stayed with me after. <laughs> I remember I could not he he once he gets on a ball on something that he knows very very well you cannot get it in a word so you could say stuff if you want (laughs) no but you were like on a roll that's true I couldn't I I couldn't stop him so and then me and you started looking at comic books again and that's when I started getting back into it um but Green Lantern. I remember from just like, oh, who's this dude with this <laughs> ring? You know, <laughs> didn't quite understand it. Uh, uh, and then the more I watched it, you know, yeah. I caught on. And He's I was like, the coolest cool. superhero. It's awesome. Of all time. Yeah. You know, imagine whatever you imagine. You want to imagine a race car going yeah. down a Hot Wheels ramp? Boom. Boom. You got it. You want to imagine a fridge? Boom. 
full <laughs> of food. Can you eat the food? What's funny is like each one, each one of the Earth Lanterns has like their own like sensibilities. Yeah. So like Hal's is very much like straightforward, right? Yeah. Um, you know, a big mallet, or, yeah. you know, like just whatever, right? Uh, John Stewart's is very mechanical. Yeah. Like when he imagines like a like a gun. He mm-hmm. imagines like every piece of the gun, every screw, and uh, everything. Because he's a marine. Yeah, uh, Guy Gardner. I forget what his stuff was, but uh, Kyle Ra- Rayner, Rayner. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was an artist, so his was very abstract. Oh wow! Yeah, I bet um, that was cool. Yeah, and so like, especially when they first were like, when Hal Jordan first came back, and they were all teaming up together. Yeah, um, it was just really cool, like having them explain why. All, all four of these Green Lanterns are special in their own yes. way, you know? Yeah. Um, anyway, it, it was fantastic. I, I still love that run. Um, and then the White Lantern. Oh, my God. Don't even get me started, man. Uh, but, yeah, if we get anything close to the Sinestro Core Wars in this... <laughs> oh my god Maggie <laughs> like, you don't even know I don't oh even know oh my god Maggie it's it, oh man it'd be insane and I, I know they wouldn't go as far as to get like the anti-monitor <laughs> to be in it but like oh no let's not do that no Maggie listen alright <laughs> you can't base your entire belief of the anti-monitor off of what you saw in the Arrow universe okay that was a CW version I'm right? still I'm still hanging the DC universe on Elongated Man. That's fair. <laughs> <laughs> Did you, you know uh, Faraday from Lost? Was, yeah. Was Psycho Pirate in the Crisis on Infinite Earth stuff. What? Yeah, that was Faraday. Remember he had the book? And when he did the Elseworlds and he was like, oh, what if the Flash was Arrow? Uh, Arrow was the Flash. Sh- he used no. a lot of anime uh, imagination. With An- anime. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Uh, no, anyway. No more. We're no more remembering on. that trash. God, remember they didn't even give Diggle the goddamn ring. They no, didn't they even didn't. give Diggle the goddamn ring. Just give him the ring. Oh, they're still not going to give him the they're ring. They're still Matt. not going to give him the they're ring. They're still not going to give him the ring. He's still in that freaking outfit from <laughs> Arrow and those new pictures. There's no <laughs> ring on him. Like... Oh, yes, the super team of Arrow, Flash, Kid Flash, and Biker, Biker Guy. <laughs> Biker Diggle. Like, oh, my God. You At least they didn't make him like the Guardian Jimmy Olsen from Supergirl. The <laughs> Guardian? Oh, yeah. <laughs> All right. Oh, let's not get, yeah, yeah. Marsh Manor's dad was in Supergirl. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we're moving on. Uh, <laughs> The next one, Paradise Lost. I'm going to read all this, and then Maggie, you're going to talk about it. Why? Uh, this <laughs> Game of Thrones-ish story, Saffron said, is set mm. on the island of Themyscira uh, before, the birth, before the birth of Diana, uh. a.k.a. Wonder Woman. It's really about the political intrigue behind a society of all women, Saffron said. Added gun, how did that come about? What's the origin of an island of all women? What are the beautiful truths and the ugly truths behind all of that? Cancel it. And what's the, <laughs> what's the scheming Cancel like it. between the different power players in that society? The provocative title recalls the Paradise Island Lost Comics series authored by Phil Jimmons and George Perez, okay. uh, which followed a civil war of Themyscira. However, that run directly involved Wonder Woman. Hmm. 
Also, no, I'm sorry. Paranoss Lost, that's a completely, that's Different a reference thing. to something else. Yeah. Like, I, I mean, they're really, I think they're just really trying to tie it in the DC. I'm that. sorry. The, you the just described, of, yeah. Of this, of this story. Oh, uh, well. Just the way Saffron was describing it. Game of Thrones-esque island filled with women and uh, how this government of women work together. How does that work exactly? Isn't that weird? You you know what? You know how it works? You know how it works? You know how it works? We'll we'll get crap done. That's what it is. (laughs) Strong Amazonian women. We're going to get it done. Oh my god! Anyways, just the way you describe it, I said cancel no, it. That's, cancel it. Honestly, this is the first one I've been like, oh god. I mean, I don't know. Am I? I don't know. Are you gonna lead it into something, guys? I mean, here's the thing. I'm not a big Game of Thrones guy. I'm not, I'm not either. A, a big Lord of the Rings guy either. Like, I'm not. I'm not just. I'm not really into that stuff. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like the, the 300. You know, like just the magical. I don't know. Three hundred wasn't necessarily magical, but yeah. like, you know, just like the the big warriors with yeah. the big swords, yeah. and you know, and like oh, they're all talking about like ether and thither, and you know, fucking. I just get lost in the words, like I'm goddamn Meg Ryan, and uh, <laughs> you've got Mel or something. You know what I mean? But yet, you play Breath of the Wild. <laughs> but that's Zelda and Nintendo. Like, that's the exception. <laughs> all right. Listen, when you've played Breath of the Wild, you don't need anything else magical, all right? Because you've had all the magic, baby. All right? All right. It's great. <laughs> okay. I get what you're saying, and you're not wrong. I'm okay? not wrong. I know I'm but not. But Nintendo knows how to tell a better story than uh, J.R. Tolkien. <laughs> oh, buddy. I'm coming for that's, you, Tolkien. That's fighting words right there, buddy. <laughs> They're going to be talking to you in Elfish and everything, I would man. put Breath of the Wild... Against the the entire Hobbit, Lord of the Rings, and the appendix or whatever the I fuck that other, <laughs> other Lord of the Rings fans stuff, I apologize. You know, I'm so sorry. Listen, don't even get me started on the the Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe. Okay, no, don't get them started on that. Nah, I'm kidding. It was Jesus line. It was a whole those whole series of books mm-hmm. is about the Bible. Oh, I know, I know. That's yeah. That bro, he loved him some Jesus. Uh, Professor X was a goat man in that. <laughs> Mr. Tumnus. <laughs> Do you remember goat, goat boy? Goat boy. Oh, <laughs> sorry to out loud. Yes, was, uh, yes. It was that guy. Uh, not Breckenmeyer. Oh my God, I can't think of his name. From Half Baked. Oh, uh, Brewer, Jim Brewer. Jim Brewer, yeah. <laughs> yes, I remember Goat Boy. <laughs> That's uh, what they should have done. That's what they should have done for <laughs> <laughs> for Mr. Tumnus and the Lawn the Witch and the Wardrobe. Good God, man! I'm gonna die. Uh, what was what is Narnia? Narnia. There we go. I blame. You know what I blame? Listen, my hatred for this shit. All right, it all goes back to one. Horrible fucking memory from my childhood. Okay. <laughs> no, close. The never ending story part two. All right. That's why that's why I don't like any of this fantasy stuff. Because that movie fucked me up as a child. He had to give up his memories 
And like in the first one, the horse fucking drowned or something. <laughs> you know, there's a big dog. And like there was a lady who wasn't wearing anything. And I was only five, but I was still intrigued by it. You know, and like it was a lot of weird things, a lot of weird feelings going on. And then like the next day I watched Return to Oz. And it was like just too much. You know, it was too Dude. much. That's what I'm saying. Dude. So don't don't blame me. For my past of being exposed to this, the worst fucking films set in the fantasy realm, uh, all right? Yeah. Uh, it's not well, my fault. I kind of think I get my love of all that stuff from my dad because he likes watching it. Like, he actually enjoyed the Harry Potter movies. Yeah, I mean, Harry uh, Potter's I know. fine. Um, but Except for the person that wrote it. She fucking sucks. It's an old movie. <sighs> Shoot. It's about Perseus. Er- er- Perseus. Uh, Clash killing. of the Titans? Clash of the Titans. You watched Clash of the oh, Titans? Oh, yes. Multiple times, man. Loved Clash of the Titans. The old ass one. Like the-, <laughs> the old, old one. Where the stop motion is the monsters. <laughs> oh, my God. Loved it as a kid. Oh, Didn't understand wow. what was going on half the time. Understood Medusa was yeah. one, one bad girl. But like... Yeah. <laughs> but like... I, I thought it was cool. Also, I loved it. I also watched that gnome show. <laughs> oh, yeah, Nickelodeon. Yeah. <laughs> like I'm telling you, I was exposed to just the wrong fantasy stuff. All right. That's the problem. That, I know. That's the problem. I know what he needs. I probably watched Black Cauldron. You know Comment I mean? below if you've watched this. Unico and the Island of Mat- Lost Magic. What the fuck? It's great, wasn't it? I don't even. Did you even say words just now? <laughs> Unico. As, Unico. Yes, it was an anime. <sighs> okay. Back in the eighties, right. it was so good. So yeah, so sweet. The the mascara, Paradise Lost. <laughs> Unico. The, the only thing Paradise Lost makes me think of is the series finale of Alex Mack, which was called Paradise Lost. <laughs> Secret World Man. She had the little vial. The the cure. And they were like, oh, you're going to miss your powers. She's like, yep. And then she's like, well, I'll leave you to it. Annie, her sister, was like, I'll leave you mm-hmm. to it. She walks away. And then Alex Mag looks looks at the vials. She's getting ready to take it. And then she looks up, looks at the camera. Credits. She didn't she take did, it. She didn't take it. She, she didn't take it. her powers because it turned into a fucking blob of mercury <laughs> floating around. No, no, no. She turned into Capri Sun, mate. <laughs> no, no, no. That's Mercury. That was Capri Sun. <laughs> no, it wasn't. Remember the commercials? I remember the commercials, but that's not Alex Mack. <laughs> it is. Listen, my brother and I opened up one of those old butt thermometers. My brother and me? My brother and I. My brother and me was a show on Nickelodeon. <laughs> my brother and I. Go punch. Opened up one of those old thermometers that's that had... A mercury in it, and we had Alex Mack on our table. That's toxic. That can like kill you. We didn't touch it. That I don't believe you. <laughs> we did touch it, Matt. <laughs> My brother's like, "Don't you dare touch it." We're just looking at it. I'm like, "Okay." How did you get it? Like, what'd you do with it? He he was the one that handled it. I don't know how he did it. And Mom got really mad because he broke the thermometer. The next show, <laughs> uh, the last show. Last show they announced the tenth. <laughs> God, this has been going on a while. My uh, back hurts. <laughs> Booster Gold. Yay! Finally, there's Booster Gold, which allows the DCU to fully stretch into outright comedy. While he may not be familiar to casual fans of DC, the character, also known as Mike Carter, 
is a fan favorite among devoted readers. It's true. Saffron called Booster a loser from the future who uses <laughs> basic future technology to come back to today and pretend to be a superhero. <laughs> In the 25th century, Mike is a disgraced former football star who uses a time machine on display in Metropolis Space Museum. Added gun. Basically, Booster Gold is imposter syndrome as a superhero. Okay. There you go. Uh, I like it. Gotta say, Booster Gold. Love Booster Gold. So he's going to be a piece of crap that we wind up loving. <laughs> so, like, Booster Gold, all right, he, if memory serves, him and his robot buddy Skeets. <laughs> Skeets. Uh, he's like, he kind of looks like Princess Leia's uh, robot mm-hmm. in uh, Obi Wan. Yeah. Okay. Kind of looks like that. A little, yeah. He's a little bit bigger. Uh, they are like, they watch over the museum. They're like the guards, like the uh, night guards. Okay, okay. And then he's like, oh, shit. I could just take this back in time and be cool. Yeah. And then he, he gets sponsorships. So like he, like one of the first things, one of the first times I ever saw him, he had like all these stickers yeah. on his super outfit. Uh, yeah. Uh, and like he had a billboard for like Slurm Cola or <laughs> something. Uh, it was great. That like, is great. He's, he's fantastic. I he's, like it. He's just a huge joke. Uh, but, <laughs> but they did a run and I forget what book it was. I don't remember what book it was. Somebody help me. But it turned out that all this was bullshit. That he was actually really a really good superhero. Mm. But he had to pretend to be like a, a terrible person oh. uh, to stay under the radar so he could like fix it. Oh. I forget what it was. But there was like two boosters at one point. Uh, oh, cool. At one point, uh, Batman in the Tom King run, Hillman, <laughs> Hillman Booster did something they like they fucked up the timeline. I was gonna say, I bet Bruce wants to kill him. Yeah, Bruce was pissed. Yeah, because I think it was his wedding gift to him. <laughs> he took him to a timeline where his parents hadn't <gasps> died. Oh yeah, I remember you telling me about yeah. this. Yeah. yeah, it was it was crazy. Oh yeah, uh, I think it was his, his wedding gift. But anyway, uh, I don't know. It was it was weird. Um, but yeah, his son. In the comic that I was reading, again, don't remember it, uh, was the the guy, you've not watched it, so it's not going to work, uh, from Legends of Tomorrow, the, the he played in uh, Doctor Who, uh, uh, you know, I'm talking about, with Amy, Rory? Yeah, Rory. Yeah. 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 And like, he was the captain mm-hmm. of the ship mm-hmm. that they took in Legends yeah. of Tomorrow. He, him, he's like Booster Gold's son. But the timeline's all fucked up because, like, he's older than Booster. But, like, it's because Booster, I don't even know. I don't even know. Yeah. And then there was, like, a third one. And they were, like, the Time Masters. It was a thing, man. It was a whole thing. Clock Stoppers? It, it really felt, honestly, it started, that book specifically um, felt like uh, Quantum Leap. Mm, yeah. Let me some quantum. Leap. Yeah, like he he in this Old one, one in this one run he had to go back and like something had happened in the timeline. Yeah, uh, that screwed up stuff. Probably an outlier from like uh, <laughs> the, the, the crisis on Infinite Earth or yeah. something. And uh, uh, things didn't happen the way they were supposed to. Yeah, and so he had to go make sure the events of DC's past actually happened <laughs> the way they were supposed to. Wow! Like one of them was. Uh, uh, Guy Gardner got Hal Jordan's ring. Oh god! And so Hal Jordan never became Green Lantern. Green Lantern. Yeah, wow. and, which screwed up like 
everything. <laughs> All the green lanterns yeah. there. Yeah. So like he had to go back and like knock out Guy Gardner. <laughs> like he had to punch him in the face or something. Wow. Yeah. It was great. It was great. So yeah, this will be great. I yeah. don't know if they're going to do any of that. Yeah. But you know, he's just a fun character. Mm-hmm. He sounds like it. Nathan Fillion. <laughs> to, to, please listen. I know we already got Blue Beetle movie coming out, and it's it's going to be uh, the guy from uh, Cobra Kai. Right. That's fine. Uh, Ted Cord could still be played by Alan Tudyk. All right, you do blue and gold. Alan Tudyk, Nathan Fillion. I'm saying, like, we just we just do it. All right, why not? At least one episode. You know, yeah. we go to the we go to the alternate timeline. Turns out they're blue and gold. You know, come on, just for once, <laughs> give me something. Please. Something to believe in. <laughs> they give took, me something. To they took fire. They get, they took Firefly away. Bastards. When how long do you think it is before Disney starts mining that? I don't think they they'll touch it. it. They I know it. they own it. Nah, they'll, they'll touch it. If there's any money to squeeze from a franchise, you better believe Disney and Hulu will absolutely squeeze that lemon. Uh, and get the juice. Jesus. Real juice, drink it up. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, anything else you want to say about Brewster Gold? <laughs> uh. All right. Next up. Uh, so we've we've touched on all the new things they've announced, but then there's a lot of cleanup <laughs> after, <laughs> which is about as long as everything we've already covered. Yeah. So I'm going to try and speed through this a little bit. Okay. Uh, so. Sorry, I lost my place. Uh, the execs were lot on some specifics. No directors have been attached to any projects, and no actors are attached either. The exception is Viola Davis, of course. Uh, similar, simil, similarly, I have a hard time with that word too. Saffron and Gunn left the door open for Gal Gadot, Jason Momoa, Ezra Miller, and Zachary Levi to continue playing their respective DC superheroes of Wonder Woman, Aquaman, The Flash, and Shazam. Shazam. But Gunn reiterated that Henry Cavill will not continue as Superman. He's like, I just want to be clear. Henry Cavill will not be Superman. I bet somebody said, do you have something against him? Like, the fact that he just keeps reminding everybody like at every turn, this is not Henry Cavill. I just think it's funny. Uh, otherwise, the exec said they will be casting new actors in the roles. Peter Safran teases Aquaman 3 is happening. Uh, quote, Jason always saw Aquaman as a trilogy. So there you go. Uh, Peter Saffron Ladies, says, you get your uh, man in the water shirtless. My man. <laughs> Bruce like it bad. I dig it. <laughs> I can dig it. Okay. <laughs> Sorry, I had nothing. Uh, Jesus, my man. <laughs> the guy that comes out on Christmas. Uh <laughs> <laughs> what am I talking about? I'm Peter, sorry. Peter Zaffron said the door is open for further collaborations with Miller after the Flash standalone opens on June 16th. All right. Now, we're going to read this whole thing, and then we're going to talk about it. Okay. Go away. Ezra is completely committed to their recovery, Saffron said, and we are fully supportive of that journey that they're on right now. When the time is right, when they feel like they're ready to have the, the discussion... We'll all figure out the, what the best path forward is. But right now, they are completely focused on their recovery. And in our conversations with them over the last couple of months, it feels like they're making enormous progress. 
When Gunn and Safran took the DC reins in October, there was a great deal of speculation that the four upcoming DC movies greenlit by the previous DC Warner's regime, Shazam, The Flash, Blue Beetle, and Aquaman. Uh, so I guess it's just called The Flash. No. Uh, lost it. Uh, and an Aquaman sequel were viewed as lame ducks, but Gunn quickly dispelled that notion by characterizing The Flash in the most laudatory term possible. I will say here, quote, The Flash is probably one of the greatest superhero movies ever made, Gunn said. The pair said Shazam sets up the Andy Muschietti directed The Flash, uh, which resets everything, according to Gunn. He declined to spell out exactly how the Miller-led standalone uh, resets everything because the movie is plot-driven and would contain spoilers. The Flash then segues into Blue Beetle, which flows into Aquaman 2, which will then lead into a new Superman film. Saffron and Gunn's enthusiasm for The Flash in particular bodes well for Miller, whose erratic behavior during the COVID pandemic began to alarm studio executives and fans. <coughs> Added Saffron, these four movies are terrific. There's no reason why any of the characters and the actors playing those characters are not part of the DCU. There's nothing that prohibits that from happening. Now, there is another piece about Zachary Levi. I think I'm going to go ahead and read that because I feel like we're going to have a similar conversation about both. Okay. <coughs> Excuse me. Sorry. All right. <coughs> My gosh. James Gunn was asked to weigh in on Zachary Levi's seemingly anti-vax tweet from over the weekend. The filmmaker said, Making business decisions and agreeing with someone are not mutually exclusive. Quote, Just real simply... Actors and filmmakers that I work with are going to say things that I agree with and things that I don't agree with, Gunn said. And that's going to happen. I don't have a list of things that somebody should say because of what I think. And you know, I can't be changing my plans all the time because an actor says something I don't agree with. By the same token, if somebody's doing something morally reprehensible, then that's a different story, Gunn added. We have to take all that stuff into account. It's a balance. It's modern world, and it's a different place. So we'll pause there. <laughs> so sorry, I, I'm I'm gonna pop a re cola. So we're just gonna let everything lie <laughs> as uh, it is. I think basically, I don't know. There, there's a couple ways to read this. One could be they know these movies are coming out. Mm-hmm. They know that they have to make money. Yes, and so they're trying to not outright say this matters. Yeah, right. <coughs> Goodness, I don't know what's going on. Do you need a drink? Uh, no, I've still got some. Um, they're not saying like you know Ezra Miller is one hundred percent coming back to be the Flash. Yeah, but they're also not saying that they're not. Yeah, uh, and I think. You know, that could be read as not wanting to lose money off of a movie that cost them hundreds of millions of dollars. Yeah. That could be the case. Um, you know, Zachary Levi's thing literally just happened. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, maybe they hadn't, they knew it'd probably come up, but they haven't really thought it all the way through. Like, yeah. what does this actually mean? Yeah. They probably told him to shut the hell up. If I, I had say to his PR team did. Yeah, yeah. Like, dude. <clears throat> um, but especially, I mean, the marketing for that is really starting to get underway. Yeah. And so, you know, again, they don't want to torpedo it before it even no. comes out. 
So just from a business standpoint, I could see that being the case. Yeah. Now, if we take their words at surface value, like with what exactly they're saying, mm-hmm. um, I'm honestly, uh, it's it's tough. Yeah. Because on on the one hand, and I mean these are two very different situations, um, but obviously on on one hand, Ezra Miller allegedly did a bunch of bullshit. Yeah. That is outrageous. Uh, mm-hmm. Un- incomprehensible yeah. uh, and like should not be tolerated. Right. Yeah. Um, Zachary Levi uh, has shared opinions uh, being against, you know, vaccines. Uh, he's apparently uh, talked really good about somebody that, uh, that's very uh, anti transgender. Yeah. Um, Transphobic. Yeah. And so, um, you know, both of the, like, that is very, that is very stupid, mm-hmm. right? Like, it just shows a, a lack of intelligence yes. on his part. Um, <clears throat> and I mean, a, 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 I don't mean that because he said it. I mean that because he feels that way. Yeah. Like, you know, I mean, I, you can say everybody's open to having their own opinion on stuff, and that's that's great. Uh, it doesn't mean that you're not completely wrong, though. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, you're free to have that opinion. You're also yeah. free to, you know... <laughs> uh, die of COVID. I mean, you know what I mean? Like, we'll just, we'll just kind of leave it at that. Um, so as far as the, the Ezra Miller side, we'll start there. If what Gunn is saying is true, that they are really, they've realized everything they've gone through, uh, is, is horrible. They want to make it right. Yeah. You know, that they were in a bad place. They're getting mental help. They are, um, seeking to make things right. I 100% support that. Mm-hmm. Um, now, if that's just a lie, just to get the movie going, then obviously I'm like, that'll cause me to not watch anything DC if they're just lying to us about yeah. it, you know, but if there is a genuine, you know, ask for forgiveness, right? There's a genuine sorry and need to change. I think everybody deserves that chance. I'm not saying that that they shouldn't have to pay for the stuff that they did, mm-hmm. you know, the things that they that they are proven to have done, mm-hmm. right? I'm not saying they should not have to go to jail or pay whatever. I'm not saying any of that. But I'm saying if somebody wants to change, we should be we should be happy that someone doesn't want to be a dick bag anymore. Yeah. You know. Like that's the thing. And I mean, you know, obviously we can we can uh tell you with a grain of salt and you know stay at arm's length away from it you know i'm not saying we just immediately start trusting and be like oh Ezra miller's doing good you know yeah i'm not saying that i'm just saying that you know if we want a society of humanity that you know can grow then we have to be willing to do that yeah for the people that do shitty things too yeah you know um as far as zachary levi goes I don't know. I mean, it's it's a bad opinion. Yeah. You know, uh, we dealt with a similar thing with uh, uh, Wakanda Forever. Yeah. You know, there was a main actor that was uh, tweeting some anti-vax rhetoric. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, it's just, it's one of those things. And honestly, I think James Gunn kind of says it well when he says, uh, actors and filmmakers that I work with, I'm not going to agree with everything they say. Uh, and I can't change my plans because they say something I disagree with. Mm-hmm. And I, I mean... I kind of agree. Like, I mean, obviously I would want to work with people 
that aren't actively destroying humanity. Ah, <laughs> uh, that's true. Uh, but I mean, you know, I I've reached a point, especially with all this, all of this specific stuff from mm-hmm. the past three years, that you know we can only do what we can do for ourselves, and that's all that's all we can do. Yeah, and we can't control other people. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, you know, if they want to make a a choice that negatively impacts themselves, uh, don't get me wrong, I know that that also impacts people that can't protect themselves, you know, the immune compromised. Um, But, you know, again, that's, if they want to, if they want to be anti-vax and and get sick and die and stuff, like that's, you know, I I can't be, it's not up to me to fix that. No. You know, and it, it can't be up to James Gunn to fix that. Mm-mm. Like that, this is something wrong with the the world mm-hmm. that needs to be it's addressed. True. You know what I mean? This yeah. is beyond just the scope of a, a movie studio. Yes, it's like people complain about Mr. Beast. You know, uh, fixing a thousand people's blindness. Yeah, you know, like I mean, it's it's ridiculous. We live in a world that one person has enough wealth to do that. It's also ridiculous. We live in a world that one person can From give YouTube. can give. Uh, healthcare to a thousand people and the the world can't do it itself you know uh so i mean the the issue isn't necessarily the person it's the underlying factor of the, of world. the world being a, a shithole yeah. <laughs> you know what i mean so that's the thing i i think we can it's gonna be tough and i think we're just gonna have to play it mm-hmm. you know by ear uh you know uh, each on a case-by-case basis yeah you know like are we gonna go watch the new shazam movie I don't know. I mean, maybe at this point after reading this, I, I'm more inclined to yeah. go watch it. Um, but at the same time, if he just really goes hard on it, then no, I don't want to support yeah. somebody that that is that causing, yeah. you know, bringing more thought to yeah. you know, confusing people. And yeah. Stuff. Yeah. Um, but, you know, that's that's kind of where I'm at. It's, it's hard. It's tough. You know, and I mean, I don't think there's anybody... I don't think if you go watch Shazam or The Flash, like, I'm not going to judge anybody that does that. No. You know? I mean, it may not be what we choose to do, and it may be what we choose to do. I don't, I don't know. It's a complicated question, you know? Um, <laughs> Lucy's having fun in there. Um, but, I mean, I, all we can do is make the choice for ourselves, and I'm not going to judge other people for making their decision. Yeah. If it's somebody's absolute favorite superhero you know, yeah. the flash or Sazam or whatever, yeah. you know, or if they just want to escape into a comic book movie for a couple hours because the rest of the world sucks. Yeah. Like, you know, I'm not going to fault them for that, you know? Yeah. And I mean, as long as they know, you know, what, what is correct, you know, I mean, as long as they're not like, I'm anti-vax too, I'm going to go support my anti-vax friends, yeah. you know, then I mean, you know, I, I honestly, you know, yeah, they're the ones that have to make that call, you know? I, I mean, I don't really know how how better to say it, you know. I think you said it well. Thank you. I was trying. It's like it's like when they said, you know, it's not the the people that vote for this mm-hmm. are racist. Yeah. It's that racism wasn't enough to keep them from voting for this. You know what I mean? Like voting for this doesn't make you racist, mm-hmm. but you are saying that being racist is not a deal breaker. And like that's where we're at with yeah. this, you know. Yeah. Um, so I'll leave that at that. Uh next up, did you I'm sorry, did you want to say anything Mm-mm. about Mm-mm. Okay. Uh I feel like I kinda You said it well. <laughs> Thanks. It's tough. It's a hard it's a hard conversation to have. Mm-hmm. 
because uh, it's just so nuanced, you know. Yeah. So, uh, while Gunn and Saffron are developing a new DC universe, Matt Reeves' The Batman Part Two, recent name, uh, will remain a standalone property and fall under the newly branded DC Elseworlds category. Gunn announced that any DC film or television series that is set outside of the main DC universe will get the DC Elseworlds tag exactly how DC Comics functions. Uh, I've read a lot of the Elseworlds books. A lot of them are really fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, I love a lot of those. There's one um, <clears throat> where it's uh, it's a kid. His name is Clark Kent. Mm-hmm. And he reads comics. Yeah. Uh, like, and his parents named him after, like, their Aww. last names are Kent. And they named him Clark. Named after Superman. Aww. And so, like, he hates, he hates, he hates Superman. Because everybody's always making, like, Superman jokes and stuff. Mm. But then he, he starts flying. Mm. <laughs> like, it's a whole thing. Uh, Superboy Prime is is kind of based off it, or this is kind of based off Superboy Prime, but Mm. yeah, it was was a good book. I forget what it was called. Uh, In addition to the Batman Part 2, with the newly announced release date of October 25th, 2025, the DC Elseworlds roster of upcoming projects include Todd Phillips' Joker, Folly Adu, with Joaquin Phoenix and Lady Gaga, set for release on October 4th, 2024, the ongoing animated series Teen Titans Go!, and oddly enough, everybody, this is this is crazy. And a separate Superman movie produced by J.J. Abrams. Uh, that la- the later the latter project was first announced in 2021 and remains in active development. Gunn and Saffron said they are eagerly eagerly awaiting a draft uh, of Coates's screenplay. Oh wow! So that movie is still happening, apparently. Wow! I'm just surprised I'm that it's still too. happening. And it's great. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I mean, do it. You know. But it's just, it's crazy that it's still happening. I figured that would have ended. By yeah. Uh, in addition to the Batman Part 2, Reeves is also gearing up to shoot a spinoff series centered on Colin Farrell's Penguin character. Yeah. <laughs> Reeves said earlier this month that he is uh, he was meeting with Gunn to ensure that the Batverse and the larger DC Universe would support each other and not crash together in terms of storytelling. Um so not a lot here that we didn't already know, yeah. but just an interesting way to, to tie it all up and a, yeah. a nice little bow saying like, here's the main universe. Anything not in this will be labeled Elseworlds. So we can yeah. still tell standalone stuff if we mm-hmm. want to. Yeah. Which is a good idea. Uh, the plan, Saffron and Gunn said, was to release roughly two films and two TV series per year into the DCU. That output will not, however, sacrifice quality to meet deadlines. Gunn and Saffron were adamant that films and series will not go into production until scripts are finished, which is not the norm for pricey tent poles that need to create awareness by planting flags on the calendar. Mm. Uh, quote, people have become beholden to release dates, to getting movies made no matter what, Gunn said of the modern studio habit of scheduling tentpole films and sequels for theatrical release long before creative teams come together. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm a writer at my heart, and we're not going to be making movies before the screenplay is finished. Gunn said that even films with front-loaded release dates will be pushed down the calendar if the script is not ready prior to production. I've seen it happen again and again. It's a mess. It's the primary reason for the deterioration in quality of films today versus 20 to 30 years ago. The deg- wow. Yeah, he, he goes hard here. Uh, the degradation of the writer uh, in Hollywood has been a terrible story, Gunn said. It's gotten much worse since I first moved here 23 years ago. Writers have been completely left out of the loop in favor of actors and directors, and making the writer more prominent and more important in the process is really important to us. Get him, James. (laughs) 
Gunn added that he believes superhero fatigue is a real thing largely because of the lack of care given to the writing process. They, and read between the lines on this. They make these movies where they don't have third acts written, he said, and then they start writing them during production, you know, making them up as they're going along. And then you're watching a bunch of people punch each other and there's no flow even to the action. Added Saffron, it's bad movie fatigue. In order to avoid that issue, Gunn and Saffron said they are aiming to diversify the kinds of stories they're telling at DC Studios. You can't be telling, this is great, you can't be telling the same good guy, bad guy, giant thing in the sky, good guys win story again, Gunn said. You need to tell stories that are more morally complex. You need to tell tell stories that don't just pretend to be different genres, but actually are different genres. (laughs) Like... Damn, man. Man, let's just crap all over it, (laughs) y'all. I'm just surprised that, you know. I mean, I get what he's saying, and I I do agree. I agree, too. Uh, But, I mean, like, I I don't know how much of that is directly pointed at Marvel, but, I mean, it is definitely, there's something to that. You know what I mean? The Uh pretending to be another genre. Yeah. You know, come on. That's, I mean, he's not wrong. Uh, and the giant thing in the sky. I mean, my God, that was straight up just like what three of the Avengers films. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, let's see here. Eternals. The desire for uh, more wide-ranging stories could also translate into greater variety of filmmaking voices. It's not the gun verse. Gun said, "What makes it so fun is to see it uh, is to see is to see stories that are completely different." As the individual expression of the writers and directors that are making those projects. And not about me superimposing something on top of that. Him saying it's not the gun verse, I feel like is a direct thing to the Snyder verse. Mm. That's just my opinion. Um, As everyone here probably knows, (laughs) this is still him quoting. As everyone here probably knows, the history of DC is pretty messed up. It was fucked up, Gunn said. Gun name checked TV series spearheaded by TV super producer Greg Berlanti, like Arrow and The Flash. The feature films run by Zack Snyder until Joss Whedon took the reins of the wildly panned Justice League, leading to a fan campaign that resurrected Snyder's original vision, which debuted on HBO Max in 2021, and more recent adaptations Matt Reeves, The Batman, and Gun and Saffron themselves, The Suicide Squad. Peppered throughout were disappointments and busts such as last fall's Black Adam. Or Birds of Prey. And by disappointment, I think it just means return. Yeah. Like, I, I mean, Black Adam was a disappointment for sure, but yeah. Birds of Prey didn't make enough money. But it was a really good movie. It was good. Uh, Peter Saffron says, oh yeah, you're not going to like this. Uh-oh. Peter Saffron says, Batgirl was not releasable. I actually think that David Zaslov and the team made a very bold and courageous decision to cancel it because it would have hurt DC. Man, I no, still want to see it. <laughs> no one was minding the mint, Gunn said. They were just giving away IP like they were party favors to any creators that smiled at them. The co-leaders rejoiced at having one unified creative voice behind DC, one that will encompass movies, series, animation, and gaming. But given their parent company CEO David Zaslov's commitment to, shredding, to shedding debt and cutting costs, there's wiggle room in how and where these projects manifest, especially for series. Quote, we have the ability to sell outside of HBO Max, if that makes sense, Saffron said. 
So we'll figure out if there are certain shows coming up that would be better served elsewhere, or if there's not real estate on HBO Max for us. But we like the idea of having shows on Amazon and Hulu and Netflix. It just broadens the DC audience. Mm. The end. The end. Yeah. That's the whole. That's the whole thing. Uh, only an hour and a half. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so a lot there at the end. Yeah. Just about how like really just giving it to DC from the previous years, which I mean, I guess you have to show that you know that there were issues. Yeah. You know. Yeah, you got to. Uh, I mean, it's not holding back. Again, you remember what I said when when we first found out James Gunn was going to become co-head? Yeah. I said it was like prison. <laughs> he had to go in and knock the f- biggest dude out <laughs> that he could, you know? It's Henry like, Cavell. It's like uh, DJ Qualls <laughs> and the new guy. You know, you got to take him out. Oh, um, Lord. And I mean, he didn't hold back here. I mean, calling out Zack Snyder. I mean, the fact that they even referenced Batgirl and, was said, and said that that was a good decision. Like, that's... That's uh that wow. Which that was Saffron. That was Peter Saffron. That was not James Gunn that said that. Yeah, James Gunn won't say it because he probably knows the person that wrote it or at least directed it. Yeah. I mean and, and to not get to at least release your film. Yeah. Like something that you've worked on creatively, you yeah. know. Like I feel like people are gonna look at Batgirl the way that we look at like the Fantastic Four. Yeah. You know, the old Fantastic yeah, the Four old that Fantastic. never got to come out. Yeah. Um I feel like that's going to be... There's going to be a documentary about that one day. Oh, yeah. Um, I'm surprised there's not already one, to be honest. Uh, but, yeah, uh, definitely the fact that they're that they also included that, that if there's not real estate on HBO mm-hmm. Max for us, that they're going to drop on other platforms. Uh, the fact that that's baked in, I yeah. think, is, is good. I mean, that's good news. You know, we're not beholden to... Uh, uh, what's that dude's name? Uh, Zaslov, you know? Like if Zaslav is like, uh, we, uh, you know, we gotta cancel the the Last of Us. Oh, costs, it's too much money, and they're like, but this is the highest rated show on television. Doesn't matter. We got thirty million viewers an episode. Ah, we could put Barker Brothers on here for you know twenty bucks a, a day, and uh, you know, and boom, look at us. Look at us. We're doing great. You know, what's Rachel Ray up to these days? Get her on here. She can make a 30 minute meal. Cost 20 bucks. Boom. We got a series. You throw, you throw a bone in there. You got a stew going. <laughs> oh my Lord. Oh my Lord. Um, but you know, so that, that definitely makes me happy that, that they're not totally <laughs> beholden to HBO. Our other child's barking in the other room. <laughs> Lucy, not our, not our actual child. Uh, the furry child. The furry child. Um, yeah. Maggie, thoughts? Uh, and don't, just, forget, don't forget about the fatigue that they also talked about. I agree with that wholeheartedly. <laughs> I mean, just talking to some of my coworkers, they're like, you know, <laughs> I don't know where to start at. I'll be like, just start this one. You don't need yeah. to watch that part. You you're going to get tired of it really quick. Yeah, if you try to marathon the entire yeah. MCU now. <laughs> yeah, oh God. God. With all the shows and everything, imagine getting a Black Widow and being like, oh, I've still got like a lot more to go. Yeah. <laughs> um, I agree with the fatigue thing because like, uh, you know, uh, uh, like they announce something, you get excited about it. And then you go watch it and you're like, Eh. Is this about multiverse of madness? 
No. Oh, okay. What are you what are you talking about? Black Panther. Oh, Wakanda Forever? Yeah. yeah. I mean that was gonna be a mixed bag. Like the just that last act. Yeah. I feel like it just There's a lot going on. Yeah. There. And I mean obviously reasons beyond their control. Yeah. But still, I mean you know, I, I definitely I think this is the first year that I've really start feeling fatigue in Marvel. Mm-hmm. And it, I, I don't know if it's because of me or if it's because of the quality. I feel like some of their stuff that they've done over the past year just wasn't, wasn't there, you know, multiverse yeah. of madness didn't hit the way I wanted it to the way it, the way it should have, you yeah. know, I mean, this yeah, is no, like, no, their big, I agree. This is like their big post in game movie. You yeah. Know? And like, uh, I mean, hopefully quantum mania, is good. It just uh, phase four just felt all over the place. It felt like they didn't have a an idea, and yeah. it was almost like phase four was a uh, was like a a bye week. Yeah, you know they're like we're gonna keep putting stuff out, but we're not no, gonna move we're matters. not gonna move anything forward. We're just gonna <laughs> release this stuff. None of that really matters. Guys. I don't know. Throw the the X Men theme song in here. It'll be fun. <laughs> well, are you saying that it's part of the X Men? No no no, 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 no. Just. Oh, know, guess what? We can finally meow, say meow, meow, meow. we can finally say the word that we can't say. Oh, the F word? No, mutants. <laughs> mutants. <laughs> um, but yeah, I'm feeling the fatigue from from superhero stuff because I mean it's not only Marvel. Well, no oh, okay, go ahead. It's not only Marvel. It's you know Amazon's got the boys. Wait, 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 wait. No, 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 okay. no, just hear me out. Okay, let me, hear I'll hear me you out. out, I'll hear you out. There's also animes that are about superheroes. Ah, yeah. Like, it's it's everywhere. And I'm not, listen, I love the boys, I love Invincible, uh, I love My Hero Academia. <laughs> <laughs> They're very, very well done, mm-hmm. and the story is set. Yeah. And they know what they're working with. Yeah. And like James Gunn said, like the whole entire screenplay is not even written or they start mm. rolling. Yeah. And I think that's where a lot of people's frustrations are coming from is from that problem. And I like the fact that he is too a writer. Yeah. He's been a, he's been a director of yeah. multiple movies. He's wrote multiple movies. Yeah. Um, And I think that, really helps in that aspect because saffron he's been on the producing side for yeah. forever yeah for warner brothers yeah and i think saffron's got the producing side and like running a business side. yeah 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 but james wants to tell a good story james wants to tell a good story and he's going to make sure it's going to be told yeah the right way yeah and that makes me really hopeful yeah and all the projects that they have planned some of which i probably won't don't know anything about them. But I mean, I'll be, I don't know a lot about a lot of these. No, I don't either. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm not, I'm not going to pretend like uh, I know who Ambush Bug is. Yeah. Okay. yeah. Um, <laughs> Caterpillar Cricket. <laughs> uh, or Grasshopper or whatever he's yeah, called. It was Cricket. It was, was a Cricket. Yeah. Um, and I liked how they handled those situations with, you know, Zachary Levi. Yeah. And Ezra Miller. I was trying to the remember, rock. remember their name. Yeah. And the rock. <laughs> um, and uh, I also agree that there's too many times that actors get their 
feel of, you know, I want, <laughs> I want this to happen. I mean, DC is, is extremely responsible for that. Yeah. Like, I mean, a lot of DC was like a lot of the issues and a lot of the DC stuff was because of one person. Yeah. Whether it was the director or the actor or mm-hmm. whatever. Yeah. Uh, I mean, a lot of issues. Yeah. You know. No, no, I agree. It was because they were given too much to just one person. Yeah. You know. Yeah. I mean, which we say as they give the entire universe to James Gunn, <laughs> you know. But which. It's a different story. Yeah. That's it's a different thing. That, that's a different thing. And also he says he's rotten Superman. Yeah. In that video. Yeah. And that he's very excited about it. Yeah, which, yeah, yeah. I mean, makes us excited because yeah. we know. I mean, from the things that we've watched him do and the things that we know he wrote, yeah, we know it's going to be worth worth it. He can nail it, like he can he can totally nail the tone, mm-hmm. and he can make Superman likable, yeah, and not overpowered, yeah. you know. And also like the fact that they said if something is not done, we're not going to rush it. Yeah, we're going to push it back. We're not going to th- film without a script. <laughs> yeah. yeah. As it should be. Yeah. I'm sorry. You don't turn in a paper to your English teacher without, you know, the last few pages of your conclusion or yeah. whatever. You know, Transform- and expect an A plus. Yeah. You know, Transformers 2 was shot during the writer's strike. <laughs> like, I think they got like the first 20 pages done and Bay was like, eh, we'll figure it out. <laughs> that's why that movie is just all over, all over the place. That's why the one Transformer has balls. Because <laughs> Babe was like, what if, what if we had a girl that is a Transformer and she's like going to lick him, but then she's a Transformer. And what if we got a guy that kind of looks like Matt Damon? That's, that's all I had. That's all you got? Yeah. But uh, uh, just hearing them through that press conference, yeah. they handled it well. I think. I agree. And uh, James Gunn's uh, enthusiasm in his video that he posted yeah. up on Twitter and stuff. Uh, it's a great video. Yeah, it is. It makes you feel good. Yeah. So when you say <sighs> that you're having the superhero fatigue, mm-hmm. like, do you mean that, like, you're getting tired of seeing them or you just want something? Like, what, what do you mean by that, I guess? I mean, I was... It's like what they said. Oh God, there's something up in the sky. <laughs> or oh, the like, good guy's gonna fight, fight the bad guy. Like yeah. they don't have you some want, some things. Let me put it that way. <laughs> don't show it from the perspective of a bad guy or a villain. Yeah, most things don't. Yeah, and I think. What one franchise is doing, they need, I think they need that side. What are you talking about? Like Marvel. Like, oh, okay. it, all it is is, gotcha. don't get me wrong, there's a lot of things I like about it, but like. Yeah, totally. And it's okay to know but like, Yeah, yeah. But um, we've gotten thing after thing after thing after thing. Uh, there's a good guy. There's a bad guy. The bad guy has the powers of the good guy. Yeah, now or, they got to fight. And the, yeah, they got to fight, and the good guy's gonna win, and the bad guy's either gonna become friends with them, or they're gonna run off, or they die, um, <laughs> or all three, or all three. <laughs> and you know, 
where's you know like i remember everybody getting so hopped up about uh and falcon and winter soldier mm, yeah uh, i can't think of his name oh the u.s agent or no, anthony mackie no or? uh the bad guy from oh zemo uh, yeah zemo yeah Everybody loving Zemo in that one episode because he's yeah. dancing out in a club, <laughs> yeah. and like he was actually helping them out. Yeah. And, but we all know that he's like a really bad guy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and yeah. you know we just got a taste of that, and then bam, he was gone. Yeah. Like we didn't see him anymore. Yeah, and then we was introduced to some other bad person in that show, and we're like, oh. But which I understand that they had to change a lot to that script. Yeah, understandably, but like. So I guess my question to you about specifically about the fatigue. So it's not just you're not fatigued by superheroes in general. No. You're getting fatigued by the same old, same old Marvel formula. Yeah. Basically. Yeah. Like you love the boys. Yeah. My hair academia. Like if you were if you were feeling fatigued just on the superhero genre in general then you wouldn't want to watch any of that. No, stuff. I wouldn't. But so you're saying like, really it's more just Marvel has been dragging their feet. Yeah. And you really like, feel like they yeah. need to, Yeah, you know, and I mean, beyond just the MCU, like, I mean, obviously the most recent X-Men movies, most recent DC movies, mm-hmm. like I, I get what you're saying. Like black Adam was a by the numbers superhero movie. Yeah. You know, and so I, I get what you're saying. Yeah. Do you think uh quantum mania, do you think that's going to hopefully break that mold? I think it, I think it will. I hope it does because I really, I'm looking forward to Jonathan Majors as Kang. Yeah. Uh, and I love Paul Rudd. Yeah. Like, I love Ant-Man. I love that little family. Yeah, you yeah, know? yeah, yeah. And it'll be exciting to see Cassie working Ants. with her dad. Ants. <laughs> um, and Ants. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> it's okay. And uh, I just, I just hope, you know... That feeling that we had whenever we watched Black Panther with Killmonger, you know? Yeah, yeah. We fell in love with Killmonger. Yeah, he's fantastic. We actually agreed with him, you know? Yeah, on a lot of things. On a lot of things. Not so much the killing children that he went to in the third act, but before that, he was right. But, like, we're missing some of that pizzazz, you know, from a villain. Like, you know, whenever I was a kid... Watching Sleep of Beauty, you know. Oh, woe is Aurora. She she touched the pin on a spinning wheel and she she went to forever sleep, you know. But I thought that the coolest thing was... Sorry, some, I just realized that that was a reference to... Like, <laughs> I just realized Once Upon a Time made a reference to Sleep of Beauty that I didn't realize before. Oh. <laughs> so, sorry. But, like, <laughs> I loved the villain Maleficent. Yeah. Even though, as a child, when... That fireplace opens up, and it gets pitch black dark, and she starts hollering out, Aurora, and that music plays. It used to freak me out, but yeah. I love it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To this day, like, I get hopped whenever I think about it. Yeah. Or Ursula, you know? like A good villain. Yes. Yeah. Good villain. Jafar. Yeah. Villain. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. <laughs> He's a creepy old man. <laughs> Gilbert Godfrey's parrot. Iago. 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 Control yourself. <laughs> I'm not even going to attempt no. to make a Gilbert Godfrey impression. Uh, don't hurt yourself. <laughs> but, you know, I miss having, you know, the villain you could, you know, you know. Enjoy to hate. Enjoy to hate. Homelander. Yeah. Yeah. Enjoy to hate or enjoy to love. 
Yeah. 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 I got you. That's how I feel. Like, yeah. it's just, they've lost their villain pizzazz I mean, the way. Did they ever have it? I mean, let's <laughs> just <laughs> being real, you know? I mean. I can I can probably count on one hand the amount of villains I actually liked yeah. in Marvel. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, but I mean, like, I, I agree with what you're saying. Like, look at Loki. Probably one of the, probably the best phase four thing that we got. Um, I mean, Thor, Love and Thunder, like uh, the God Butcher. I mean, yeah. he, he was great. He didn't get enough time. No, you know? no, he didn't. Like, I mean, if we could have really got more of more him, of I mean, uh, yeah. I would have loved that. I thought yeah. his, the reason he was doing stuff was great. Yeah. But you're right. I mean, like uh, Eternals. I feel like Shang-Chi was kind of, I mean, like we yeah. had, like yeah. he was great and like his dad was there, but like the thing that was like confusing his dad or whatever, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. you know, like that all, wasn't, yeah. Dove into his Miss Marvel. Yeah. I can't even tell you what the bad guy was. In Ms. I Marvel. was actually thinking about Miss Marvel because it's like, Oh, here's the possible bad guy. Oh, we're friends. I think I might like him. Nope. He's family. Oh, guess what? He's going to have the same powers as you and you're going to have to fight him. But you gotta protect him in the end and save. Him. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I'll be honest. I don't remember any of that. I remember the last act, like and the like, whole last episode. I mean, obviously, No Way Home was yeah. good, but even uh, even Multiverse of Madness, you know, like Wanda's stuff. I mean, after seeing WandaVision, which was fantastic, yeah. I and mean, then going into Multiverse of Madness, it just felt like so. WandaVision like was a she, huge waste of time. Yeah, like, yeah, we would have been uh, behind, you know. Uh, Doctor Strange and America Chavez. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Been behind her, you know, because, yeah, duh, they're the good guys. They're going to try to fix the situation. America Chavez can open up portals. Yeah. But Wanda, they missed the mark with her because, number one, she lost her children. Number two, she lost the love of her life. Hello, never mentions Vision. Yeah. They never even talk about it. Never. He's not even in the other universes. No. But they missed that mark of where they could have used her love of a mother a little bit more. Yeah, I mean, there there could have been a lot. A better. lot more. And people, she could have been the Michael B. Jordan of that. Yeah. I mean, to have built up Wanda over the, over the course of WandaVision to then just... Throw it away. Yeah. I mean, it, honestly, it, it I think that was the biggest issue with it. Was it yeah. just, it felt like... One, we wasted our time watching WandaVision, and two, like, they didn't even watch WandaVision <laughs> when yeah. they wrote the movie, you know? Yeah. And maybe they didn't, you know? I mean, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, that dude's probably pretty busy. I can't think of his name. Uh, Raimi? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sam Raimi. Yeah. He is pretty He's busy. Like, I ain't got time to watch nine episodes of this shit. She's a witch, right? Okay, she's the bad guy. Like, her name's the Scarlet Witch, so she's a bad guy, right? I'm going to put some creepy stuff all around the place. Oh, what? We'll she, w- she wants kids? So it's like a Hansel and Gretel situation. No, okay, no, no, sir. It. Sir, sir, it. it's not like Hansel got and Gretel. It. No. Moving on. No, she doesn't want to eat right. them, sir. Make me a cape of demons. <laughs> that was totally his order there. <laughs> I want to see man-thing statues. <laughs> All right. Um, we need to wrap it up. Yeah. No, nah, I, I, I agree. Uh, I think what they're doing makes sense. I've got good hopes for it. Me too. You know? Uh, one thing I didn't put on here, Dave Bautista said he wanted to play Black Luthor. So, we'll see. Also, Dave Bautista and the news about another thing. Doesn't know why he can't be in rom-coms. Why can't he start? 
<laughs> I don't understand. He wants to be like no, the I get lady. It. Yeah, I get it. But nobody's putting him in one like, mean, if he tries for it. I'm like, bruh, you, you big old buff dude. You know, Arnold Schwarzenegger didn't do a lot of rom-coms, you know? He did a lot of comedies. Yeah. I mean, Batista did that one with the little girl where he was a spy or something. Yeah, we never watched that one. Yeah. I mean, it looked We watched uh, the one with him and... Uh, Stu- Stuber? Yeah, Stuber. Yeah. <laughs> Stuber was great. It was great. It was yeah. fun. I'm going to close out the show with this last okay. fan theory about Dave Batista's character in Guardians of the Galaxy. Okay. So basically, the idea is that his species, yeah, right, uh, their size is based off movement, like a T Rex, yeah. And so when, like, when he, because remember, he looks at he looks at Groot, baby Groot, right, yeah. and baby Groot freezes, and then he just kind of like looks away, right, yeah. uh, and then baby Groot starts dancing again. Uh, so there's that, and that maybe he thinks that everyone is like that so like if, if you're not moving he can't really like make it out so that's why he keeps on eating that's why the... he thinks if he moves if he doesn't move at all that he's invisible because that's how he actually sees the world i mean wow. i'm not gonna lie that's a decent thought i mean there's no like, there's nothing to actually give that wow but i mean that's a decent thought it i mean is. i'd like it if that was the case <laughs> i think it was more just a joke but you know yeah that's it. All right, everybody. Hey, everybody. We hope you enjoyed this uh, DC episode of the Hopefully Awesome Show. We'll be back next week. We'll talk about uh, some movies we've watched. We'll talk about uh, some news. Tron. Uh, maybe. Maybe. Who knows? Who knows what else is going to uh, happen? Avatar could happen again. Uh, it's in the top four now. <laughs> top four films yeah, of all true. time. James Gunn could talk I, more. I still don't think it's technically a success. Yeah, because it has to cross 300 million or, or 3 billion. Yeah, that's what it Anyway. Anyways. Uh, but let us know what you thought in the comments. Uh, did you Do you like what DC's pumping out? Uh, do you think Batista should be in rom coms? <laughs> he should. Give him a chance. Should he? Let's see. We'll watch Nog of the Woods and find out if he should be in more stuff or not. Uh, but yeah. That's going to wrap it up for us this week, everybody. Remember, if you'd like to get this show ad-free, you can head over to patreon.com slash hopefullyawesome where you can help support the show uh, as well as many other exclusive goodies such as our movie commentary. We just did Cloverfield. It was great. Um, I fell asleep on the couch while I watched it. It was fantastic. She loved it. Um, <laughs> as well as many other things. So again, you can head over to patreon.com slash hopefullyawesome if you would like to or... If you don't have bikes to toss our way, it's no big deal. You can just support us by leaving a like, subscribe, thumbs up, uh, and just share us around with your friends. You know, think about it like like it's a, a naughty mag that you're not supposed to have. And so you're showing up to class and you're like, hey guys, check what I found out by the railroad tracks. Look at this. Titties. <laughs> <laughs> that was the longest squeeze I've ever heard you do. But thanks for watching. <laughs> And as always, have a hopefully awesome day. God, bye. <laughs> <laughs>